Hello. Welcome to COVID and Chemo. This is Chemo Angelo. Coming to introduce Chemo. Hello, Chemo. Hey, what up, Chemo Angelou? I really admire and and I just I just love your poetry. Like, you know, it's it's really been real to me, Chemo Angelou. Oh, that's so wonderful to hear. You know, sometimes it's up and sometimes it's down. But sometimes you sing on anyhow. And that is what is about to occur on today, my dear Chemo and my dear COVID. Baby, baby. Oh, baby, baby. <laughs> what up, y'all? We coming in with, um, actually, like, we do these things in one take. And I just want to tell y'all that because, oh like... God. Y'all could really think that, like, you know, niggas is, like, mixing and doing... I don't know how to do all that. Uh, what? I know how to turn on this recording device. Exactly. I look at it. Right now, it's moving. And so I know that I've done what? I've done well. Yes. I've done it correctly. Yes. It's bright. It's lit up red. Mm-hmm. So we know we're on the air. Yes. But that's all we know, folks. Yes. So as a result of this, everything you hear on COVID and chemo is live and direct. Live and direct. Okay, so I need for y'all to just, you know, respect the OGs right here. You know All what right. I'm saying? Give us our propers. Because it is a hard knock life. We didn't have to bring it this hard. We didn't. But you know, the knocks was getting us. And so we had to bring you on today, Jigga Man. Please be kind. And if you don't find what you wanted to find, you don't have to rewind. But if you wish, you might find a friend. No ladybugs. <laughs> Drop the bass out. Drop the beat out. Drop everything out. But keep your brain in. Side your skull though. Because you need it. We got a long road to hold today, less. It's a hard knock life for us. It's a hard knock life for us. We just babies, we get tricked. Instead of kisses, we get kicked. It's a hard knock life. I'm standing on the corners bopping to driving some of the hottest cars New York has ever seen for dropping some of the hottest verses rap has ever heard from the dope spot with the smoke locked and the murder scene. You know me well from nightmares of a lonely cell, my only hell. But since when y'all nigga know me to fail? Fuck not. Nah. Where all my niggas with the rubber grips? A bus shots. And if you're with me, mama, rubbing your tits and whatnot. I'm from the school of the hard knocks. We, we must not, not let outsiders violate our blocks. And my plot, let's stick up the world and split it 50-50. Uh-huh. Let's take the dough and stay real jiggy. Uh-huh. And sip the Chris and get pissy-pissy. Flow infinitely like the memory of my nigga Biggie. Oh, baby. baby, you know it's hell when I come through. The life and times of chemo caught a nigga volume two. It's a hard knock life for us. It's a hard knock life. For us, instead of kisses, we get kicked. Still a baby, but we got to do the shit. But it's a hard knock life. Adulting is hard. Being a baby is hard too, though, sometimes. I feel like I'm a baby right now. Shit. And it's still hard. Does it ever <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm cool. Today's episode, um, thank you to you 
for what? bringing our intro in and giving a lot of information about how it goes behind these. Oh, yeah. This, no, I feel like the people need to know. Because literally, y'all, we out here, we send stress and like, I'm not even hitting the record button. I'm talking to my nigga COVID right here. <laughs> we discussing like the ins and outs of the handoff of a beat. You know what I'm saying? How we going to twist it up? And it's like, we working, but we not working when we speaking to y'all. And you so know. it began to be like, why do we have to be so... Y'all can get what you get. Excellent. We trying. It's giving... Did anybody ask for this? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I but, don't know. You know, we wanted to do right by Jigga Man too because we have uh, so I think much that, yeah. respect for that nigga. And yeah. he actually didn't have to go this hard in this song, but whatever. Um, I don't even remember who produced this beat. No, also, you know, you didn't. It have better to not be Diddy. That, it's absolutely it not. I mean, um, I don't know if that would be really even possible. Yeah, but I mean, an anthem, an Annie anthem, um, and. It brought us back to Chemo Angelou. Indeed. I, at the time that I heard first um, what is known as the Chicken Man's uh, melodious tones on this here track, mm. I thought to myself, you know me well, he says. Mm. From nightmares of a lonely cell, my only hell. Mm. But since when y'all niggers mm. know me to fail? Mm. Fuck nah. Mm-mm. See, so it really is a, 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 an anthem of uplift. Mm. But it also has the voices of the little children. For whom life has been a place of knocks, many hard, many harder, and many knocks that they never expected. Kicks. How could they? They they never knew that kicking was part of the deal. No, they never knew that free labor meant them and that they would be involved in such exploits of the mm. humankind. And yes. so on this day, I wish to, um, to commend one COVID, one chemo in their attempt to get at what exactly is hard in a knock in a toddler's life. Old enough producers have stories for us. <laughs> yes. Enjoy this program. Wow. Kim Angelou, we haven't heard from you in a minute. And Indeed. I'm glad that you also got to meet... Um, I'm sorry, Kimo Angelou. I think they said that right. But Kimo Angelou, I'm happy you got to meet Kimo. Ah, uh, yes, Kimo. Uh, very much an admirer, it seems. Okay, so I'm going to do this with you. Uh, so, did it long enough. This episode... Uh, is the bit old yet? No, oh, I don't think it's old, but... Um, this episode is about being a baby and having yeah. to, like, do hard shit. And, like, also... Putting babies to work and exploiting them. Like. And also. In all the ways they would exploit like a grown up too. Like. Yeah. So what's like the differences? And then again, babies need responsibility, but there are limits. So if a baby's working in a meat packing plant or a metal working shop. Yes. Uh, I don't know about that. Okay. Welding metal. But if a baby has to, I don't know, perhaps travel three and a half kilometers through their community for their first errand, 
which is to pick up some fish and bring it home so that the family can eat dinner and survive. I mean, there's levels to this shit. I'm just saying. There's levels. There's levels to there's this levels. shit. There's levels. And I think diversity is really the name of the game. Like, you know, we can't really be out here acting like it is a black and white thing. It's such it a basic not. thing as labor. Like, labor just means, like, you working on something, you trying to do something. So, like... Babies will do chores. We have all sorts of studies that talk about, like, kids learning how to have responsibility mm-hmm. early in life is, like, important. And, like, putting away your toys or yeah. bringing your laundry into your bedroom in a little basket. Those are, like, little things that babies can do. And knowing that, like, you can be trusted like it shows that like yeah. you're even though you're a baby like there are certain things that your community depends on even you for right and that adds to a sense of belonging it is it's very much about community unless it's about capitalism and i think that's or kidnapping kidnapping it i mean i mean wait, hey i mean there's venn diagram i was gonna say because never forget how so many of our ancestors got here so before we get into that um I think we should ask our question of the podcast. Where, oh, where can we go? Help, nigga, help. I mean, definitely. Um, first off, quick update. Uh, shout out to the submersile remains. Uh, and apparently in that... There's some human remains found. I don't know why they wanted to update us on that, but that's an update. And since we did dedicate an entire emergency episode to the Titanic. I mean, they absolutely had to debunk the theory that they had turned into mer creatures. I mean, they probably... Okay, all right. (laughs) Because at that point, it's like they did say there were remains and they were human. Do you remember the movie Splash with Daryl Hannah and Tom Hanks? No, Splash. Well, she was a mermaid, and Tom Hanks had her in the bathtub, oh, and then he helped her become a real lady for a little bit with legs. Yeah. It was giving Little Mermaid, but like... Pygmalion Little Mermaid, like My Fair Lady Little Mermaid. Yeah, My Pretty Woman Little Mermaid. <laughs> <laughs> Turned the home into a housewife Little Mermaid. <laughs> she was for the streets, now she's for my sheets Little Mermaid. <laughs> for the sea streets, and now she's for the human She's for my sheets, nigga, okay? Woo. All right, so, uh, oh my God. It, I don't know how the fuck we got there, so. She was catwalking. <laughs> and now she pussy popping. Okay, sorry. <laughs> she was diving into the sea, and now she diving into me. Woo! Okay, so. <laughs> Open a page of this book. It's called The Little Mermaid. And she's living in my bathtub now, bitch. Panties were so weird. We'll come back to that. What in kind of crooked ass corrupted yeah, shit is weird. this? I used to love that movie. Anyway, so um, in the where do we go besides the submersile? Our question remains: Where do we go because of shit like this? And we thought it was actually a perfect, um, like joint question with the things we're talking about today. We're talking about babies having to learn responsibility early. But what if you had your first job at 13 and you decide you want to work until you 88 and you decrepit and you have a seizure at the job and strokes in front of niggas. And they got to be like, Carl, Carl. 
And your ass is under the meat grinder because you've been there since you was 13 to 88. You've been working that same thing. You didn't even really make it up. And now you're about to die inside the meat church because your ass should have retired. Nigga, are you calling Washington, D.C. the meat grinder? Is it, that what yes, it, it feels oh, okay, okay. like. I was like, this sounds like old turtle head man. It is exactly. We shed inner. Why do you want to work in government for? Senator? Senator McConnell? Look, these old ass politicians in the United States in particular who won't. He didn't even make no noises. He just. He was. That was what his soul sounded like. Looked like, and then the people said he looked over <laughs> and he saw um, what's the name in that devil costume? He saw Doja Cat in the devil Doja costume. Cat. Why do I He's... always want to call Doja Cat Lady <laughs> Lady Doja or something like because that? Because it's giving Gaga vibes. Um, I hope this as well. Anyway, both of them, Gaga and Doja. Oh yeah. But man. a demon. Everybody was like, he's looking like. Yeah, Lucifer, 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 and he was like, "Oh, take you out of heaven," and he was like, "Yeah, that's it, that's it." Please, it's not time. He was like, "What did I tell you when we made this deal?" Why won't these old politicians back in eighteen twelve retire, let alone just die? And I think it sounds fucked up for us to ask that question, but y'all won't retire and have you know, left no space for people who you've been working since they were children to ever ascend the ladder. No, we're dying. Like, we are basically, like, dying off before we can even get in there because Diane Feinstein had to be pushed around in a wheelchair by her whole staff that was also, like, trying to help her. She was like, oh, yes, I want to do the resolution. They were like, the answer is yes or no, sis. Are you voting, ascending or not? Nah? Like, Remember when she hugged somebody after a vote where they, like, were on the opposing sides? It was weird. <sighs> she didn't know what was going That's on. That's exactly the response was like, she, well, she can't see. Sis, that's not... Sis looked bad. Like this and is I feel not... like the only reason sis was looking that bad is because she was in Congress instead of at home. In the crib. You know what this reminds me of though, Loki? Okay, shout out. I don't know if we've ever talked about this in the show, but COVID and Chemo love the tutors. Okay. So Oh nigga! Ah that nigga is so drippy the entire fucking series like this it's not a game not the real tutors really we're talking Jonathan about the fictionalized show Myers from and what's her name Natalie Dormer yeah they win you get into it if you are not familiar the name is Anne Boylan the questions about the family the questions about Henry and what deaths he would go to For bringing baby hussy holes out the brothel y'all want to turn about them into somebody. the queen and being shocked when they wow murking motherfuckers left and what? right and sending his boys to do it and then murking them too what okay. he wanted to know was you could die fucking with me I mean Perry. at any point anybody Perry, could get I don't it. give a fuck if I love you you could be my best 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 friend in the world you could be like family to me you cross me one time I might you, could die, you could die and i'll mourn your passing yeah deeply deeply but i also be like i mean you had to get it you had to get it so the one person that he didn't kill but could have killed was his right hand man hmm. remember his best friend i can't remember homie name now um oh yeah what's his name the Duke? charles 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 Brandon. Who was played by the forever fine um, Henry Cavill. Oh, yeah. Superman. So. Yeah. Superman. <laughs> excuse me. Super duper man. That's somebody else. That's, that's Calvin guy. Jenkins. Yeah. Never mind. So. Superman. 
Cavill, he, yeah, he, yeah, that's a fine man. Okay, remember in his last scene, spoiler alert, so like fast forward for like 30 seconds if you do decide you're going to watch The Tudors. Do you remember how homie, mm-hmm. do you remember how homie mm-hmm. spent his last waking energy to go see Henry old ass and then died right afterwards? And it was like, Henry said, oh, you dying? I want to see you before you go. And this motherfucker got up. Outdressed, just uh, pallor upon his face. He, circles under his eyes. He knew it was his coming. legs were skinny as fuck he under his night. He his couldn't head hold couldn't even up. hold his nightcap upon it. He got up. His hair that had been full and laid was now dry and it wispy. Was whisked up because he was dying. He was legit. And sis came in. His his boo come in like, baby, where's you going? You gonna die if you walk. Too many more steps. Your heart can't it's take over. It. Like it's, it's over done. For you. We have like days left. Like for you. days That's for it. you to spend with me. At so the please crib. just take this like last few days. He said, "Fuck that." My king has summoned me. Yeah. So he used who is all also my homie. His days left. All that energy. All his strength. And then had the nerve to be. They wrote. They 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 kind of help him. He got canes and shit. He <laughs> leaning. I mean, he on a he on a gangster lean on him coming in, and he rolled his ass up in there. And then the peoples is like, wow, it's it's Duke, you know, Brandon or whatever. Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. You know the Duke, Charles of, Brandon, Charles Brandon, the Duke of Cornwall, or whatever the fuck he. No, not Cornwall. That's somebody else. Duke of whatever he was. Anyway, he come in and they said, oh, you know, His Majesty awaits you. This motherfucker go in there. Put his cane aside so he could stand up straight. What was the point? What was the what reason? What are we doing? What was the reason? You old as fuck, you have served your days. Henry said to him, I forbid you to die. I am your king. Creak, creak. These motherfuckers is crazy. What, what are you talking about? about? You, what are you talking about? He had been taking all sorts of portions and shit, potions, and he was doing all sorts of crazy shit he with was that like, gushed out these are, Oh my god! These are the crushed bones of an of a heart from Devonshire. Exactly. These are the horns of a hippo that came from the bottom of the Nile in a special place where the I arrows were. A little berry from my own concoction to have it a little bit of zazz to it. This motherfucker was literally, you know how kids be making mixtures? Henry was on that the whole He time. was on that mixture life, like that that plate, that uh, toy chemistry set. Henry crazy. So Like food coloring and water. <laughs> that's what he was on the whole time. Somehow survived. But rich, that's why. So I think that came to mind because it reminded me. Because he died the next day. Oh yeah, because like, he did all this. He did all of this. He, he didn't did have to do much. that. He could he could have had it for a little oh, bit more time. And he knew that and went. And went. You could have written him a letter and said, like, yo, bro, I'm gonna be dead before I drop this pen. So fast forward to, you know, fucking 500, 600 years after the fact or whatever. And this motherfucker's being wheeled into Congress, can't see out of one eye. This other motherfucker being have to be like removed because he can't speak as having strokes in public mm-hmm. motherfuckers is falling regularly because Tumbling. you do lose balance as you get older that's Girl, going all up and down them steps trying to do things like biking in front of people trying to act like you were the tour de france with Nigga. Your old <laughs> Nigga, I, mean, I can't stand that shit i can't stand you it you can't bro. say it to me bruv you couldn't ride it in front of me bruv and Basically, I'm gonna be like, getting, get it, old man. Again, why are we say, doing this? This is not old shaming. 
This is not up. I no nah, because if you ride a bike, you ride a bike. If I've seen old people jogging, running, <laughs> doing sprinting, all doing marathons, there's eighty year old people that well, really like seventies, eighties, right around this neighborhood. They be on foot. They be active. They get active. Getting it. They on a Yoga, bicycle, but it, it doesn't look like they're trying to stay on that bicycle. They just on that bicycle. This ain't the Iron Man. And if you lose your ability to do the balance thing, like you could walk, you could jog, you could do, you could swim. That's another really good Get one. Get one of the like a Peloton or something. Try one of stationary, those. absolutely. But people want to hold on to the image of themselves as not aging. I don't like that shit, man. That's we, tacky. We talked about Melbourne. And now you've fallen, and now embarrassed. Now I'm embarrassed. <laughs> now I'm like. Now I'm embarrassed. Now I think about the commercial for Life Alert, and I wonder if you should be wearing one. Ah, have fallen, and I can't. Ta-da. Yeah, see, like... That was the butt of so many jokes. So many jokes in the 90s. Over a decade. And now... Ah, the average age of our politicians is like... The life alert lady young as shit. Come back to this. Nigga, listeners, please. Pause us. Go Google life alert. Old lady falls down. I fall and I can't get up. I can't get up. That lady is half Diane Feinstein's age when Diane Feinstein was working in the Congress. Maybe oh, so they're talking about running the government. That's the other thing. Like, okay, what Nuclear if holds. What if you were just the purse for the lo- for the for the for the for the wars again? If you were just giving us tickets at the front of an exhibit, a history exhibit, or like an art exhibit, bagging the sure know, whatever the, girl the, the, the artifacts or like or taking us on a tour to show us some things that you know is at your business or whatever leading workshops things, to leading talk workshop, about you know teaching your even leading worship no. Your ass want to get gussied up and go bird watching club. Go to fucking Congress and have your aides do all the work for you and prop you up. This isn't weekend at Bernie's. But it was that. I mean, it isn't, but it shouldn't be anyway. But it was that because remember when they were talking about like how her aides were basically like writing policy and like Feinstein, writing like the shit for Bacardo, like Papa Biden. Your ass too old. Like please take y'all ass somewhere else. I just read today that New Zealand elected their youngest, um, I don't remember what exactly, but like a high-ranking Oh, yeah, like one of the head of states. Yeah, this is a baby. And it's, it's, again, we could do the same, but I have a feeling they're going to skip over us like, oh, well, since we're going young, since young is in now, you know, anybody born in the 80s and the 90s is like, fuck y'all. Mm-mm. We're going for somebody you know born in the 21st millennials. That's century. probably why we have this podcast. We got to tell our millennial tales. It's real out here. It's a hard knock life for us. Nobody knows. So. The trouble we see. I think we just have questions about why Nobody both of these things exist. We're broke now. Child labor and extremely old ass politicians. What's how or why both at the same time? I kind of feel like you know when um like in an action film, like like everybody's like trying to get away, they're like running away from some disaster or something, and like they're they're like, Oh yeah, did we get everybody? And everybody gets on the ship or whatever, and then the villain is on the ship with them, so then they're like, Oh no, and they gotta fight the villain, la 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 la, and they, they have a victory. And then they realize that one of the bullets that the villain has shot shot the pilot 
of the ship that was flying. And then they went and they were like, whoa, it's all turbulence and shit. And then they look and they're like, the pilot's gone. The pilot's dead. And then motherfuckers, ah, ah. And then you need to have a, a nigga got to step up and pilot that shit. Yeah. They got to step up and pilot it. But maybe they didn't get any training. No. Because the person that was piloting the plane was n- over 90 years old. And never and taught, never any taught anybody a goddamn thing. Never let them have a solo flight. No, you were not allowed to fly. I fly. You can read it in the books. Yeah. But you're not going to get no practice. You could maybe sit next to me sometimes. But that's it. Are you going to fail? Probably. I don't give a fuck. Just let me do it. You can't do it, actually. It's my time. You're not capable. It's been my time. It'll stay my time till the day I die. Till the day I'm dead. Again, I think aging is a privilege, and I hope to get old. And I also hope when I can get old, I could be on, like, bullshit, mostly. That's what I would like. Like, I want to be, like... Like, rest. Let me... Okay, my my routine when I'm old, I want to, like, fucking, you know... Go do my little workouts, whatever my old lady workouts are at that point, whatever I'm interested in. And then, you know, taking maybe a nice meal in the area, mm-hmm. a nice lunch. Mm-hmm. Support at a little local, coffee. Little exactly, things. a little something Festivals and art shows. Um, it, you, know, you know, volunteering, maybe doing some cute. tutoring. But there also is going to be time for my stories. And I want to watch them and I want to go home and then I want to call my friends or whatever like hologram thing exists in the future to get on the phone with my friends like you and be like, did you see what happened on the story this time? Yeah. And then I want to like fall asleep either <laughs> or talking to my grandbabies. Amen. You know, those are the things I would like to do That's when I'm a vision. old. I don't want to be at the job talking about, did you go to with it? <laughs> Senator COVID? Senator? So what happened was I'm fine. Oh. I'm fine. Okay. Um, next question. Next, next. No, no, no. He's he's already answered your question. No, he hasn't. He hasn't hasn't answered my question at all. Is he okay? Are you? What are we doing? That's Uh, the question. What's going on? We got to make space, um, I think is the thing. Anywho, Mm -hmm. that's, you know, again, let us know uh, where we can go. We're interested. um, But the world, again, continues to be on fire. And U.S. politics don't give us any real hope. So, orcas and shit. (laughs) I don't want anybody else who's working harder. Um, Black folks. Brown folks. Solidarity, man. Would you like to All right. tell people how to keep up with us? Yeah, you know, get Jenner. at us. Get at us. Mo. I got, I, what I got to say is um, one of the things that is really close to my um, mind right now is I'm wondering if I can, like, chew chips and be heard. I'm just going to do that right now. Liv, it's a new day. It's a new dawn. Come COVID on, listeners, for new uh, COVID and chemo AMRS. ASMR. It's not a missus. That's what my thought that shit was. What is it? ASMR? SMR. I think that's like the... Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me why my mnemonic to remember whatever that little noise thing is with people was... It's it's a missus. Nah. AMRS. SMR, nigga. You got a wife. Is autonomous sensory meridian response. Meridian? 
Like the Prime Meridian? People are watching it. It's the sensation people get when they watch stimulating videos on the internet. Oh. Okay, well, look. This is about to be, you know, this is, here you go. Listen, this is, see there, shit bag go for y'all misses okay. out there. Um, I also thought, too, it was like, it's like a missus by herself listening oh, to sounds on the internet. It is ASMR. Okay. Okay. My dreams is dashed, COVID. Again, auditory and visual stimuli such as whispering, crinkling, slow movements, and blowing commonly trigger ASMR reactions. People be <laughs> crumpling paper bags, brushing their hair, whispering. Where are the yin yang twins? When okay, you hold on, them? hold on. Here we go. All right, so I just wanted to, like, you know, let you know that no matter where you've been on the internet, some, some, some places you might have heard what you just heard repeatedly. I don't know why you would do that, but you did it. One of the other things you can do while you're on the internet is give us five stars. You know what I'm saying? You can follow us. You know what I'm saying? You could get your new episodes right when they release. You can subscribe so that you always know where COVID and chemo is on the go. Yeah. You could go to COVID and Keymail. <laughs> Send us some key mails. Key mails. On the COVID net. <laughs> yep. All right. So you could go to COVID and chemo at gmail.com to make recommendations for where we can go when we finally achieve our goal of getting the fuck up out of here. Just Earth is ghetto. Earth is indeed ghetto. Um, so again, I hope you can find it in your heart to give us a good review. And because if you of the already have Earth, you cool. It's the people on the earth that have really, like... Oh, yeah. Sis is fine. They, oh, yeah. Sis provides lovely gifts. One of the lovely gifts this provides us is, like, communication. Like, she communicates with us. Yeah. And we're like, nah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, do we really know? I hate when people say that. But oh, do we really know? It's We actually do. Okay, so... If... You have already reviewed us. We've seen it. We've read it. We was touched. And we love you for it. Mm. Um, and if again, if you find it in your heart, maybe you're not listening on Spotify this time. Maybe you're listening on Apple. Or you're listening on SoundCloud. Like, you know, hit us up anywhere you at. And um, with We're going to pop up on Threads soon. We got to pop up on Threads. Threads. Yeah, because uh, X is dead. You got to get them Threads from Coconut Kimo's heads. Oh, word. Yeah. I see what you did there. All right. All right. You know, mild bars, mild bars here and here. On, Every uh, now know, and then. Just, just, just like to a keep people awake. You know. Wake up! So our first, again, this episode uh, is about child labor in a renaissance moment. Yeah, it's coming back, y'all. And That's what re- renaissance means. It means reborn. Yes. Um, and also shout out to Beyonce, always. I mean... So, so, unfortunately, she, you know, thank goodness, no child labor um, violations for her. Church girl. But. No mister. Heated. Um, heated. He, but there has been an uptick in um, child labor law violations. So that is what brought us here was seeing recent articles in the last few months about this and being like fuck y'all mean and so it had us thinking about how and when we started working what does it look like to live in this capitalist hellhole then and now um and then 
a show that I happened upon mm. on the Netflix mm. um, that, you know, raised some, like, you know, interesting touch points to this. Because I think originally I was like, stop making these babies work. You yeah, know, like, like it kind of like, felt like, 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 damn, like let babies be babies, and that the ideal would be that like they're not working, <laughs> right? At, at like until a certain like advanced age of adolescence. Yes, but, but old enough, hmm. the show. Yeah, and our dialogue, which I you know am excited to get into for our listeners, have had me thinking about this. Much more nuanced, mm. but also jokes will abound because this is smart foolishness. So we're going to start with talking about. You just ate chips on the ground, so I was there for that. All right. What's going to happen in episode 100? Oh, my God. I look forward to it. I do, too. So our first jobs. I um, think it's important for us to start there, you know, and I hope you listeners also reminisce on your first jobs. I recently asked um, and was with a group of people where we were talking and reminiscing about our worst jobs. And it was nice to hear that folks have had like overall good job experiences, Hmm. which was, it said something. Yeah, that's nice. Um, And it made me reflect on some of my first jobs and I was like, you know, they weren't awful necessarily Mm -hmm, either. mm -hmm. Yeah. So me, my first like things that were like responsibilities, Mm -hmm. things that I had to do that were in some exchange for some sort of like funds um, or some sort of, you know, earnings in some way were nannying. Mm -hmm. Or like 11, 12. Started doing that. You know, for kids of the family and took that shit very seriously. You know, like, yeah. it was like, I'm... Were you home alone with the babies, though? Or were you just, like, like doing a... What do they call that? Like, a helper. Mommy's helper. At some point, it, by the time of, like, 13 to 14, I was by myself. Okay, so you had some, like, training time. A little bit of training times, but still overall, like... And then they was trusting you more and more, and then it was like, you could take this baby. I know nothing's going to happen to Nothing's happening to this baby, but it was like, yeah. this is intense, including having to do, like, a Heimlich maneuver on a baby while also being a baby, kind of. A Heimlich? Yeah, baby was choking. Oh my God! Baby you was, was alone like, with the baby. The baby I wasn't. Was in a, I wasn't alone with the baby. Oh, but you knew the Heimlich. I knew Heimlich. Okay. Heimlich. So like, baby <coughs> oh, sitting. That was probably the moment where they were like, "Well, I mean, this if the baby had been with me, it would have been a wrap." So we was like, they was like, "Oh no, baby!" And I was like, "We gotta beat the baby on the back." It's important to know CPR and things Very. with um, and the differences. Oh my god! You're not doing chest compressions on an infant. No, 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 and you're not like fucking <laughs> breaking <laughs> their chest cavity oh, because no. they have ribs. Like no. you have to. Again, for our listeners, I guess PSA: if you got a baby and they fucking choking on something, first you got to just make sure this little nugget can't just get it out. You might just have to hit him a one good time on the back or let him work it out. You gotta let him look at him like, yeah. okay, sometimes this be happening when you eat. Now you gotta learn not to take too big a bite. Like, okay, let's see. But if this motherfucker is short of breath, you gotta flip him over on the front of your arm and their little face is in the palm, cradles in the palm of your hand and you just gotta fucking whack that motherfucker in the back until that shit is dislodged. I mean... But I was like 13 and I did that. 
Babies is durable as fuck. Yeah, and I was also a young child who was like... I mean, I meant that all around, including you, nigga. Like, babies is durable. We could do this. We can do... Like, a baby will be like, okay, my face is in the palm of your hand. Ah! Oh, fuck. Ah! You know, they're not gonna like... If, if, Of course, if you're doing it correctly, then it seems still violent, but the baby's not gonna be harmed like that. But you, as a baby doing this... <laughs> It's giving, you know what? I'm going to have to smack the shit out of this baby even though I don't want to do that I don't want to smack the shit out of this baby, but I learned. But I know what to do. If a baby is choking and they start to change colors in their face, it's time to move quickly. Yeah. So that was And kids be taking shit serious like and following directions way better. Because people always want to be like, these kids is knuckleheaded. They don't follow directions. I'm like, every group of children, I don't care how so-called bad they are, follow directions better than adults do. Kids don't stop dropping roll. I remember that now. If it's a fire, you better stop dropping roll. You, stop you better get low. And that was learned to me before, taught on to me before Lil John. It's just reinforced. So many things taught. So Put that, your bag in between your legs. Somebody could rob you. Again, how do you cross the street? We'll get into more of that. Mind your surroundings. Nannying was one of my first jobs. And then my first job that like I had taxes taken out of mm. um, was at a dry cleaner, a local dry cleaner in my community. Work. And, um, you know, Literally. <laughs> I remember tagging clothes, bagging clothes, working, excuse me, the little register. You worked a register? I did at some point. Ooh. Um, okay, I'm impressed. You know, I was, I was How there. How old was you then? Um, 13, you said? No, no, 16. Oh, okay. So, this yeah, all right. 16 all right. So, yeah, then I did work a register also. 17 then, or 18 or something yeah, like that. Yeah, or maybe yeah. 15 or something. I don't remember exactly, but in there. Um, and sometimes, I just thought about this. In the summer times, um, I had a family member who had a business. Mm. And so, I would come, like, help out at the little business that they had sometime to get a little, you know. A little pocket change. Pocket change on the side so I could go to the, you know blockbuster the family video or whatever it was right and, and you know also get some snacks yeah, i was gonna say you better get yourself your little side your little, some, uh, your little snack some, fix exactly so yeah you know my first jobs weren't terrible um i mean later i had harder jobs but and more annoying jobs and more exploitative jobs but those were always you know that was that was cool the early ones yeah mm-hmm. yeah what about you well so we're not counting like jobs that you would do for like family for pay. That is nannying. That was my nannying. So yeah. Oh, okay. So yeah. Okay. So I would sometimes get like um a little I didn't get allowance, but I got like sometimes paid rewards for doing things mm-hmm. like that were a little bit more extensive. Mhm. So it would be like, okay, we about to clean out the attic. Yeah. So you, so, you know, this is you know, a big deal. This is you're gonna be doing, or we're gonna like, we need to paint this or do that or you know, like like home type of more involved tasks. So you know, there's like odd job little things, mm-hmm. but mostly I did that shit for free. Because um, I like to work. I like to be involved. I always feel like felt like you know, as a kid, I was like, oh, well, it's my time. I'm needed. I gotta step up. Yeah. I always felt that like, and there's like, there was always like a, a pride and a like, I guess you could call it like self-appreciation. Mm. Mm. Like where I was like, 
I could see the parts that I had done. Mm-hmm. So whenever whatever whenever whatever was finished, you know, and when I was I started this very early and they weren't they, you know, I didn't really get money for it until I was like a teenager. So like it would be giving like, okay, you're 6, but you're going to run back and forth to the toolbox and get me everything that I tell you to get. Mm-hmm. So you need to be able to recognize the tools and mm-hmm. you know the name for everything. So that when it's when I'm like on my back underneath something trying to screw something in, I'm like, you know, baby, go get me a baby, wrench. I didn't do sex. I want the small one. And it's I don't want the one that's red. You want the small. So I used to love that shit. It felt like a game to me, like search and find. You know. Uh, yep, yes. So again, I was like, sense. it's like kindergarten age on, you know, like mm-hmm. as soon as a little nigga could run around and could identify objects and could speak. Like, that was on and popping. And I loved that. But I moved up, and my next level was cat sitting. Okay, cat sitting. I would sit for cats. And, yeah, it was meow. And uh, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I was horribly allergic to cats. Okay, well, that's... So yeah. that kind of took a little bit yeah, of the, you know, the a little bit of the fun out of yeah, it. But, like, you know, I watched these niggas from a distance. And, and I would say to this day, like, cats actually really do like me. Okay. For the most part. Or at okay. least they're comfortable with me. Okay. Um, I've had, like, friends who have cats and they'll tell me, like, you know, my cat, I can't believe my cat is out here walking around. And, you know, in cat language, mm. if a cat comes into view when you come yes. to the house, that's, a big that's deal. respect. Yeah, that that's cat is telling deal. you, like... I see you and welcome you. You cool. You're cool with me. You do you. I'll do me. So cats always really, you know, had responded to me like that. And I'm thinking it's because I was so allergic to them that I wasn't trying to like rub on them and touch on them and pick them up and do, do all types of shit wild to shit yeah, to them. Yeah, that's true. I would just look at them like, wow, what's up? Yeah, you know, you, you this is cool. Okay, I'll just walk around in this room with you. And I was a real quiet kid anyway. So it was, I found it to be very calming. So I would just go over to people's house and they would be like, yeah, you know. We're going to be away, so, like, you know, when you come over here, like, you don't have to just, like, come, drop the food, and leave. Like, you can, like, chill, mm-hmm. you know, so the cats can have, like, someone around. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I used to like that. Because okay. then I would just sit and, like, wait, and then they would come to me and be like, what's up, homie? We ain't seeing humans in a minute. You cool? You cool. We cool. Yeah, we, it's good. It's good. We saw good. what you did there. You put my water down. I saw that. Good work. So yeah, so that was that was that was nice. Um, next job, well, no, concurrently. Oh, nigga, I've always had multiple jobs. Actually, come to think mm. of it, I had at least two jobs <laughs> at that time. So I was cat sitting, but I was also. <laughs> this is funny because I was fourteen, and I was the database manager <laughs> for. <laughs> <laughs> for a local nonprofit that was like it's it wasn't like boosters but it was like a like a local nonprofit that gave out small scholarships. Okay. And I was the database manager for them, which is very funny to think about it. Part of why I'm saying that is because I was the one who was populating the data and making Excel documents <laughs> okay. and doing mer- mail merges, nigga. Look at you. So I was put- putting the mail merge and then doing the labels, kind of- printing the labels out, and then I was sticking the labels on the envelopes and stuffing them and, and licking them and doing all that stuff. I right. never forget, I learned a big lesson. I was like, I said, you know, I'm licking all these envelopes and I was kept on running out of spit. And I said to my boss, I was like, boss, 
I keep running <laughs> out of spit. You know, this is, this, this, I'm going to, I'm just going to go to the hallway and grab a little water. And sis was like, yeah, that's cool. But, you know, um, then I thought, hey, boss, you know, my granddad had, you know, one of them little spongy things that you just like put water in it and then you flip it over and then you rub the sponge along the, the envelope. I remember those. And sis said, great idea. Oh, and then the next time I went to work, sis had bought me one and bought two part for the office. Wow. And I was like, you were improving the, I'm an excellent worker. Yeah. I have done my duty yeah. to increase efficiencies. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so that I loved that job. Okay. I loved I like that job. I had a lot of independence, um, in part because like a lot of the computing technology was new. So this is the '90s, early '90s, no mid '90s. Okay, mid. So that, of so, course, they had a, a 14 year old who was like, "I know how to use this technology." They was like, exactly. "Come on, baby." Yeah, they were like, "What Come is on this?" Over and do it. And I was oh, like, wow. oh. Yeah, they were. They were like, oh, what? I didn't know you could do that. It was that kind of thing. So I, I had a ball. I felt very valued, you know, in my position. And again, I had a lot of freedom. So I worked that for a number of years. Okay. Um, I've worked in uh, food service, um, bussing tables. Um, you know, I'm non-binary, but I used to be a salad girl once upon a time. Okay. To make salads, okay, salad girl, cappuccinos, coffees. You okay, know, come through. Desserts, responsibilities, and diversity of repertoire. Indeed, I was mm-hmm. mixing it up. I like that. So yeah, so those were my those were my first jobs. Last 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 uh, you know job that I would call like a qualified for a first job. I mean, I did babysit from time to time, but I hated that shit. Oh, so like I would pick <laughs> it up as a favor. I didn't mind it. You know, well, you yeah. like children. I do. I mean, it's not that I don't like them, but it, they they would always make me feel awkward. Like, I didn't quite, you know, know what to... It was stressful, was you like, know. It's time to like, talk about this real shit. Do they babies. like me? You know, yeah, I mean, that. it's, you know. Well, I hope that you all can um, reflect on your own jobs. Yeah. Um, and when you got them. Again, we still talked about it being a journey to something that we had where we were like... Like it was down bad and we were breaking some laws. The jobs that we talked about doing, I don't think were making, breaking any laws. They're missing hours, you know, not really interfering with my schedule. I was willing to do it. I had the time. And parameters, like boundaries still in effect. And legal ones too, because it was like, you couldn't work more than a certain number of hours as a child. Like, you would re- register as a right, minor right. to get your permit, your work permit. Right. And you could, as a minor, you can't work without your work permit. Well. And you can only work a certain number of hours. At least we thought that was what was going on. So, most recently, again, we've seen some articles, and we'll talk about a couple of them, that have noted a recent spike since 2015 in particular of um, illegal child law practices and child i'm sorry child labor practices um and infringements on the labor of minors in the united states and many of the companies that again are monopolies and are everywhere and are like what the fuck am i supposed to do about this so child labor at least in the united states is a common phenomenon i'm on the wiki 
you know, that was cool in the 19th century. They, they was putting children, and we're talking about children as young as six or seven, you know, working. Getting brown lung and shit in factories. Right. But we also have to remember that they worked niggas since they was babies, too. I slavery. mean, you know, this is... I would like to just briefly pull over. I, okay, I yeah, know I mean, that, okay. you know, we got things to cover, but, you know... I, Put slavery in your equation every time. Mm -hmm. You know, just please, I'm begging. Mm -hmm. I'm begging. Because they talk about standards and labor standards of the 19th century, and then they, like, I'm talking about, like, people who be studying this and writing about it and speaking on it. It's like, and then they just, like, leave out slaves. Like, like this is not, like, if you are enslaved, then it doesn't count as child labor. No. And even in the statistics... They're not even, in some cases, statistics don't even exist because it's like, well, duh. Yeah. You're born part of my labor force. Yeah. So this this contract, this work contract was before you was born. And there's nobody that can prevent it from going into effect. Whereas some of these child labor stories that they talk about in the 19th century, it's like, okay, well, folks was poor, folks was struggling. Folks needed to like, you know, make extra money to feed folk. Like it was very, very much like a part of an economic plan for a family. And so it's still a choice. Even if you could say, well, economic pressures caused people to like have to send their children to be like working. Working with mules in a coal mine in West Virginia in 1908. (laughs) But they still don't like... They're not compelled to a life of this. Yeah, this is not compelled to a life of labor. And that's all you're ever going to be. And like if you're sick or if you're, you know what I mean? Or maybe you're the type of child that can't work that full time. You know what I'm saying? Maybe you could work a little bit. If you are enslaved, like it's just too much a part of your like, like uh, what do you call it? Social identity. Well, I think we, the another thing to then layer this with is the discussion of, you know, do black kids get to have childhoods, you know? Do black kids, I mean, and, you know, I nerded out, but of course I looked it up like, what counts as childhood? It's the period Mm. between, according to the APA, the American Psychological Association, Association, yes. Um, The period between the end of infancy, you're an infant until you're two. Okay. And then the onset of puberty, marking the beginning of adolescence, which is 10 to 12 years old. Okay. So basically, you're a child. You're considered a child between the ages of 2 to 10 to 12. Yeah, so that's kind of the old, um, like, once you're a teenager, like, you get into the teens, and it's like, okay, this is a different matter now. And it's like, from more recent knowledge, we do know that, um, you know, there's... This also makes it seem like you don't live potentially a long time. Yeah, I mean, there are, like, you know, correlations between the um, life expectancy of a population and the category of child. Mm -hmm. So when you think about a child bride, for instance, Mm. there are, if you look into, like, well, let's just keep it in the 18th, 19th century, like... The age of marriage would be very, very young, particularly for young girls. So, you know, you're coming out into a situation where life expectancy for you could be quite low. I mean, yeah. as soon as you start pushing out them babies, you highly at risk. Yeah, for But, like, sure. you're at risk anyway, just given the time period. And so they would want you to have as many years as possible 
to do this grown shit. So you have you you end up like you have to restructure when you're introducing some of this adult stuff if you think somebody's only going to live to be 25, right. 30 at the outset. You well, know? we know with people like Diane Feinstein and them living and holding on to do everything until 88, then maybe childhood is not over at 12. Forever and ever, I'll stay in your Senate and I'll be here. Get out of here. Um, together, together. So it wasn't until the like 100 years ago have we started to try to regulate who can work and when they can work and people will stop sending their kids to the coal mine. White people, again, uh, mainly is who we're talking about. Over the course of the 20th century is when this changes and it becomes kind of like passe to you know have babies working in particular in dangerous conditions well i mean it's also given like we need to regulate this because i think that there was a movement too there was that's what so, i'm seeing so part of the progressive era part yeah. of the early 20th century was like we to gotta stop doing focus this. on like you know restricting child labor the ultimate goals of rescuing one young bodies and increasing school attendance so the more you care about education the, the more important it is to have, um, you know, clear and strict child labor laws. Mm-hmm. Because if the child is working, the child ain't going to school. They're not going to school. And even if you, you can't even say like, oh, well, you know, this motherfucker works sometimes and then they, they go to. It's like, mm. no, it's one thing, thing to have a little part time job. But if you got to go every week, you can't cancel. You can't, you know, that's. It's going to be hard. Right. So that... All your little activities at school and homework and all of that, it, it can add up. That early 20th century movement is what changes and mm-hmm. adds more restrictions to these laws. And mm-hmm. over time, like I said, by, you know, late 20th century, it's like, you can't be putting you no baby in this. a coal mine. Like, what the fuck is wrong with and you? And it's That's not cute. Like, you, at that point, like, exactly. okay, you have to go to school. Exactly. You have to. Um, and we know that's crumbling right now with people being like, okay, well, can I homeschool mm. my kid? And then I could just do whatever. There's no accountability in terms of like what's being like accomplished uh, curricularly. Like it's it, a lot of this is crumbling. And I think that's part of why we see child increase. labor laws starting to relax. Right, so rela- because because this, we don't give a fuck about no books. That's true. Fuck what LaVar Borton talking about. That's true. Because the... I'll never take a look in any book. <laughs> because... And I hate the rainbow. Fucking rainbows! They're gay! It's too okay. gay on these rainbow so, books. I mean to scream that. That's how they feel, though. Um, they always be screaming gay, though. Uh, as somebody. Yeah, they wanted to create these fair labor standards in 1938 to make sure that, you know, protect educational opportunities of youth and prohibit their employment in jobs that are detrimental to their health and safety. Now, let's fast forward, okay? Let's get to, to today, okay? We took you through what's, you know, a brief history of like, okay, yeah, at some point, and again, this is mainly United States uh, centered. Oh, yeah. You know, in the last hundred years, it's been passe to really be sending children to work. But that's relaxing. And here's... I mean, it was... Nigga. And I know we're coming to it right now. But, like, the idea that someone under the age of 12 and, God forbid, somebody under the age of 10 would be taking up a regular adult job, that's highly distressing, man. It's giving dysmorphia nigga like whoa they said and this is according to npr 
2015, the wage and hour division found about a thousand minors employed in violation of child labor laws. In 2022, that number tripled to about 4,000. Damn. A little under 4,000. 4,000 child minors? Yeah. Violations. Like in, the, in the mines? Not necessarily in the mines. Oh, like young in general. people. Yes. Okay, 4,000 young people working. Yes. Okay. But where at? Nationally? Yeah. Oh, that's kind of low. I mean, but it's still tripled in the last few years. Facts, as opposed we got, to, yeah, it's like, on why the rise. Is it in, on it's the coming rise. up. Yeah, those yeah. numbers are creeping back up to us. Okay. Or creeping back up again, and that's the real concern to okay. us. Why? I mean, you know, I, I don't mean to suggest that it's okay to have 4,000 children working. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think but, that's terrible. But, you know, we have we are 300 million in this country. But at the same time, yeah, you're right. you got to watch the rate. And also, that's 4,000 that are on the books. So it probably is millions. <laughs> Come think on it because this, all that stuff I was doing. This, like, this a lot. Cats, I wasn't getting 1099 forms for cats. Hey, that's what I'm saying. And like clocking hours. I like wasn't real clocking, clocking it. it wasn't nah, like, I didn't mm-hmm. have to do turn in my social debate. A uniform? What? My uniform was like, look nice. Exactly. Get some nice things from your closet. Exactly. You put them on. My mom might buy me a couple polos from the fucking Ross or the, you know, like yeah. Marshalls or something. Let's go but, to, you know, Bob's clothing store and, you know, get you some slacks for work. According to Jessica Lumen. The principal deputy administrator of the wage and hour division. Um, let's see. Sorry, there's the quote. She says, most violations occur in places where it's appropriate for minors to work, meaning teenagers are working too many hours. But there's also things like 100 kids across several McDonald's locations in Pennsylvania were illegally scheduled to work too many hours or too late at night. They had these motherfuckers working the drive through window at 2 a.m. Okay, who's coming to the drive through at 2 a.m.? On a Tuesday. That's what I'm saying. On a Saturday. Even. Even on a Saturday? That's bad. That's bad? That's dangerous for that baby. But they also was doing that shit at, in like, you know what I mean? If you're going to school and you're working like heavy hours, if you, even if you work, well, to your point, even if you work that only on the weekends, you pull in 20 hours on the weekends. <gasps> yeah. And then you go right back into school and then every night you're trying to catch up on your home. Like this is. And you're probably seeing drunk customers. Oh yeah. People hitting on you and like wild shit. Wild shit to you. You're not safe going from the restaurant to your car. Yeah. No. That's the restaurant to victim pipeline. More and more children are. (laughs) I was like, maybe you just going to drive by what I did too. You didn't see what I was. I saw it. Okay. All right, well, I got it. Well, I caught up. It's a whole other pipeline that we need to be concerned we with. We do have to. Because, you know, McDonald's is in the mix again. It Again. It's a pipeline of some kind. It From a restaurant. Stay woke. <laughs> Wake up! Subway, Burger King, and Popeyes were also implicated in this in South Carolina. All right. Um, <laughs> the, the, the real trouble, though, is that more children are working dangerous jobs and this is what we're talking about with meat packing facility jobs across eight states okay there there was a, a, okay. meat packing isn't that what the whole movement 100 meat years was again meat packing let's go back to upton sinclair nigga 
Okay, let's go back to the twentieth because the jungle. Oh, no, is, is it the nineteenth? I forget when he wrote that. I think it was the turn. Anyway, look up meat packing. That is a slaughterhouse. These motherfuckers is doing crazy labor, low pay, high risk. Yeah, the jungle. So, Nineteen oh six. Okay, it is the turn of the century. Nineteen oh six. So Upton Sinclair is talking about this problem. We this is one of the things that we are still seeing in like uh, pro labor um, uh, activist messaging mm-hmm. is when you work in meatpacking, you're doing the same motion again and again and again, and you don't get to switch. So it's human bodies acting like it's a machine to try and cut up some meat and murder some cows and pigs and chickens whatever the fuck else is meat and it's got to go in a fucking package and we have machines with huge blades that are bone cutting and bone crushing okay Legit. literally and those same machines that we've used to crush the bones and liquefy the meat the you think, I'm you think that i'm a punk you had said bone crusher and i could not do it and you know who ain't never scared a four-year-old a five-year-old <laughs> six-year-old when they lower his ass down into the grinder where the blades is with a rag and some fabuloso and some two large, um, uh, what do you call it? Wading boots. That baby was in blood, nigga. And he had on those big yellow glove cleaning gloves and a helmet. The helmet was all big on his head. This nigga was, it was a baby. It so was a baby in an adult ten, size this protection is a thing. This, this is, is a like child. A Working at a meatpacking industry in 2023. Think about meat, y'all. Oh, wait. You just think upon meat. It used to be alive. And what happens when you unalive something? Generally, there's something that's known as blood. that mm. could be leaking. Okay? <laughs> it could be leaking out on the floor. Okay? So, at this point, we know these babies is familiar with blood, the smell of carnage. Bits from the insides of these animals, and they're supposed to clean all of that. Huge blades, huge, sharp, dangerous tools that if malfunction or move or you get too close to, you will be fucked up. Fucked up, dead. You could lose an arm. Yeah. You could have your leg crushed. These little motherfuckers is crawling because they're so small. Yeah. And they're just like, oh, yeah, I can get in there. Yeah, it's cool. And all the little children working together and they supporting each other. In the dead of night is when they bring these children to. That 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 sent me. Packer Sanitation Services paid 1.5 million in a fine for employing 102 children to work in a dangerous meat packing facility across eight states. How much did they pay? 1.5 mil. 100 kids. They needed to just like have to close their doors. How are you still open? A million? That's all you had to pay? Just whatever. Just um, like, what? In 2022. What is that, like $10,000 a kid? That's disgusting. Children as young as 12, many of whom were migrants. Another <sighs> very important part of who we're talking about often when we say these child labor. Um, yeah, these is children. Children. That's coming. Yep. From other places. Seeking asylum, seeking care. Refugees. And people are being separated from their children. And then their children are being bused to go fucking work at the metal shop owned by Hyundai. Separated from their children in many cases by us. 
Yeah, exactly. Like, no, uh, when they so get here. So when it's on purpose like that, you're like, oh, you're creating a slave labor force. Oh, That's so how you do that. Oh, yeah. We, we know. Niggas know what the family Again. separation look like. Again. Good Kunta Kinte and Kizzy. This is tiring Ooh. how these motherfuckers keep coming back with these same daggone tro- tropes. Like, oh, we've never seen this. We've never seen anything on this scale before. What? Like, at this point, we know what's going on. And it ain't no conspiracy. It's it's happened. Again, like slavery, agriculture is a major area yep. for a lot of these infractions. Yep. Um, minors as young as 12 can work long hours in hazardous occupation, you know, conditions. Um, harvesting fruits and vegetable pressure to work quickly in dangerous conditions, face wage theft and long hours in the heat. This baby quote, we walk a lot. That's hard. Sometimes your hands hurt. 13. And your back. Sometimes it be hurting. When you're 13, your back shouldn't hurt, fam. Nah. Especially if you're going to live to 80. Nah. Like, you're literally ripping life away from this boy. Literal life. a moment where motherfuckers is standing in front of the Congress and refuse to die. This baby got fucking scoliosis and back pain at 13? And could have an injury that would, like prevent them from being able to support themselves later and that's another thing that it's, it's like theft it's theft of wage is theft of potential life expectancy but it's also theft of quality of life like however long you live after yep. that yep. you've Robbing narrowed the that. window that, that a kid would be able to get through that fully healthy like that's and be riddled with costs and other health care things for the rest of their life for the rest of their life and because that shit wasn't legal like, it would be difficult. Again, there's no workman's comp. So let's talk about these fucking states who was like, yeah, let's get these babies Not that workman's here. comp is even great. It needs it's to not. be better than it is, but dang. In a tight labor market, like the current one, <coughs> employers sometimes prefer to fill jobs with minors who tend to be cheaper and more docile workers. Mm. I'm going to say those words Please again do. to our listeners. Please do. This is capitalism 101. Wake up. In a tight labor market. It's tight. Like our current one. Mm. Employers sometimes prefer to fill jobs with minors. They prefer it. You know why? Because they tend to be cheaper mm. and more docile workers. Yeah, I mean, they'll do whatever the fuck we tell them to do. The <sighs> docile? Why would you want a worker to be docile? I'm trying to That's extract the only as much reason. labor out of you as humanly possible. And if you die, I'm going to be Walmart and I'll have a life insurance policy on you. Anyway, so I'll still make my money. I mean, it's just giving fuck you. Because it could be that I don't want my workers docile. I want my workers happy. There's, there's a difference and you're going to get farther with happy workers than you are. You know what I'm saying? And if it's docility... Then it should that person is a person who needs protections that they wouldn't even know how to ask for, like yeah. that. Hopefully, the adults in the situation, instead of being like, "Oh, well, this is cheaper," would be thinking about, "Hmm, I was a baby once. I wouldn't know." You know what I'm saying? They don't Nor know about it. Nor should I. To ease these labor shortages, lawmakers have joined these business owners, again, capitalism, in some states and have introduced legislation to loosen child labor laws. We don't need it. In some of the most dangerous jobs in places like Minnesota and Iowa, 
they're allowing some teenagers to work in construction and meatpacking. If they don't work, they're going to turn gay. Some are letting youth under 16. Or they're going to have an abortion. My fam, in Iowa, there's a bill that would let some youth under 16 drive to work. <laughs> so, like, what does that even mean? Well, you want to be able to get here. So, like, if you're 13... I don't know how to drive yet. Well, this is you, a good opportunity you to learn. learn, girl. They say this legislation fills an economic need and will teach these children responsibility and financial literacy. Why are you doing this instead of giving their parents raises? Like, According what the fuck? To Jessica... Fills a financial need? You mean a financial need for the families whose, like, wages have been stagnant for decades? Ew. Jessica Dunker. Send your kids to work. That's how you can make ends meet. Oh, us pay you for your labor? Fuck that. President and CEO of the Iowa Restaurant Association Mm. said that having kids get the opportunity to work is important. Minors who want to work deserve the same level of choice as those who want to participate in other after-school activities. This is giving, like, retroactive. Because what we described is what he said. But what he's talking about... Is babies in slaughterhouses. Yes. I wasn't working in a freaking slaughterhouse. I was a database manager. I was tagging dirty clothes to make sure they got the correct cleansing. You know what I'm saying? I'm and not. ironing. You're I not. wasn't doing the cleansing no. and the ironing in the back. Nigga. Because I couldn't. That's not you allowed. You wasn't operating the chemicals and putting the baths in for the Using clothes. the big ass That drop iron. thing that. Nah. That, yeah, no. You were grownups. The disingenuousness to say, like, you know, people need work. Now, that's true. Working is a right, and it is a need for folks. People need to feel useful. They need to do something that they feel like, you know, is contributing as an accomplishment. People need a challenge. They need work. Yes. But, like, to, to, to say, well, you know, people need work and children are included in that, I agree, as you will discover from our, our final um, segment about old enough. Yes. But, like... It's not all the same. No. And to reduce it as such, again, seems like white supremacy to me. I mean, it's very self-interested at the very least. Self-serving. Especially when you think about, again, the photographs of some of the kids that the Department of Labor included in their expose were migrant children. Yes. So it's like, okay, again, which kids are allowed to learn about financial responsibility and literacy and learn how to drive ahead of time which kids because again giving slavery giving white supremacy look i ain't never worked in no daggone slaughterhouse but i do have financial literacy i do know what the value of a day's work is trying to act like this is the equivalent to an extracurricular activity really you could join the swim team or you could swim in blood in the middle of the night you could join the debate team or take this bus to the McDonald's to work the fryer at from 3 to 6 a.m. to make the hash browns. Facts. Make them crispy. But otherwise, you could read about global history and geography and at least like know some things and meet some people at a debate tournament next weekend. Nah. The nah, fries- this is just f- smelling like fries when you go home is just as enriching as having learned a lot of things and grown in your knowledge of who you are, who the people's around you is. Fry splatter on your little baby hands. Oh, yeah. No, you're going like to be scarred. You're, you're scarred. You have scars. 
there is a way to do this. And that's the other thing that I don't like about, um, you know. Uh, Which is no shade. Okay, let me just say this. Okay. The restaurant to victim pipeline. Again, <clears throat> equating, like, the, let's not do false equivalencies. Important. So we're not saying that a child shouldn't work in food service no. or fast food service. We're not saying that. What we're saying is a child should not be robbed of other things yes. that they may need and require in their childhood in order to work at a fast food restaurant or any restaurant or any place of business, period. So if you have a child in there... Let's say they come after school, they work an hour or two, and then they go home. They've decided they want to actually make a little money and save up and do whatever that right. it is. And the law says they're and 14. They're 14. And there's certain places they can work and certain And they want they to work. Do. Okay. Then you should be able to. Yes. But it shouldn't be to the point where it's like, and if you don't work, then it's going to be a problem. And this overworking you while you really do need to be focused on some other things so that you can work at a higher level in the future is like, again, it's giving like a false equivalency. Like this is just like working a fryer at whatever time we say is just as good as excelling in your schooling or SAT like extracurricular like other or kids are getting. yeah. Learn it, you know, computer training, whatever it is you Violin need. Violin playing. Some I kind of, know. you know, <laughs> what? Again, there are levels to this shit. And that's the other thing because it was important for us to then watch and think about this in tandem with a lovely little show mm. on Netflix called Old Enough. Old Enough. I believe this is a Japanese yeah. show. Um, that only has a couple of seasons. The episodes are nice and light. If you're looking for, again, something just like cute, teehee, yeah. at least like can be stressful, but overall is a safe victory by the end. Yeah. I suggest it's old enough. Yes. It's wholesome. So I watched a few episodes at some point when I needed something light and to be like, ha ha. And I don't know how I happened upon the show. Be like what? Okay, that's Oh, like a good. friend suggested this and okay. was like, have you seen Old Enough? And we watched a couple of episodes with a baby that we were with who was like one. And oh, what did I the baby like, think? Well, the baby wasn't totally paying attention. Oh, okay. The baby but, was like, you know, I'm just trying to look at my hands. So. Yeah, but the um, we was like, oh my God. So the premise of this show is in, it is in common in some cultures, Mm-hmm. And in particular, in these Japanese communities, mm-hmm. to a, a rite of passage, it seems, mm-hmm. for your child is to run a family errand. Yes. And it's not go work in the mines or a meatpacking industry. No. And it's not, this is what you will do every single day. No. Forever now. You're done with your childhood. It's over. Right. It's, it's not that. No. It's... Um, this, you are, it's good for you to learn responsibility and, um, you know, everybody in the family plays their part and everybody in the community plays their part. Yep. And I know you can do this and you've, you know, shown that you want to do things. You say you want to help and do things. (coughs) Mm -hmm. So here's a thing for you to do. Now, again, this could sound like, okay, we'll just give the baby a chore. Like, you know, did clean their laundry or do something inside the house. <coughs> right. Nah, player. Nah. Uh, old enough, they nah. ass gonna travel the community and walk up and down some hills 
through some rivers, through a 200-step village. Yeah, these motherfuckers was on steps. They was on hills. They hills was in plazas. In the rain. They was in markets. It was they're everywhere and the babies are anywhere from the ages of two to four now let me go back and remind you on what the at least two the apa said of to four children children are actually from two to ten so like a fresh child some of them end of infancy the end of infancy infancy has just now passed we just saw a baby that did some shit and she was two years and three Months. Three months. So she had passed her infancy. She was seven a child. months old. For three months, she was a child. And it was time for her to travel and go get. What did she do? She went into her uncle's shop to get some fish yeah. and bring back the fishery. Up, like, she had to walk down her front steps. Yep. Down to the uncle's fishery that was just below and go into the dark of the fishery where the fishery was dark. And she had find to her go uncle. and find her uncle, and she had to call out to him. And step inside. And step inside. She couldn't, nobody was going to help her overcome the fear of going from light into the darkness of the shed where no. the fish were at. And her uncle was standing in there. Nigga was pressed. Oh, it's my God. It's so adorable to watch how the adults are, like, helping them. And we'll get back to that, but also watching the way that they are family members. Because they, they, for the show, they employ, like... A lot of family and close friends, people Community. the kid knows, people yeah. that, that the kid sees regularly. So the kid knows, like, okay, I'm going to somebody that I know, mm-hmm. but I'm going by myself. Every other time I've gone, I've, I've been with somebody. Yeah. So the, the parents and or the caregivers have already been taking the children on errands with them. Yes. So the kids know the drill. Yes. But they've never been the one, like, to run it themselves. running that shit. They yeah. just, like, wit they mom. And it's like, oh, okay, this is what we're doing now. Mm-hmm. We always do this every day at this mm-hmm. time or whatever. And I like this place. And, oh, yeah, we, you oh. know, you get in this, like, okay, now it's your time. I need you to go and bring this down to your dad. Your dad forgot his lunch today. Right. He at the docks. He's down at the docks. You know, he's remember a where does no no, boat. they'd be like, where does daddy work? They'd be like at the docks. They'd yeah. be like, okay, well daddy forgot his lunch and daddy gonna be hungry. Yo, when this little baby, this adorable little baby girl, this she was two, she said they said, you know, she loves her daddy, love her daddy. And then she went, her dad, like, purposely left his lunch behind. He did. Because he's in on it, obviously, and he goes to work. So they, the parents already had been planning. Apparently, it was so cute. The dads had been planning this for um, a month, they a, said. a whole month. He had planned it out because he loved his little baby girl. So anyway, baby girl was like, her name was Hannah. She was like, um, a crier. And they talked about how, you know, she'd be crying when she don't get her way. And we've just, we've discovered that that's not the case, actually. The child is crying because the child is a sensitive child. Mm-hmm. And the child feels very deeply. But the child is not, like, trying to be, like, sh- a shithead about stuff. Like, that's not what's happening. Right. So anyway, this little baby girl, like, her mama gives her a charm. It's so cute because they, like, they, they always said, like, the mom always gives them, like, oh, a little, packet, a little, some little packet to, like, keep them safe. Like, Aww. so she was like, you know... This is going to keep you safe. You're going to be good. You're going to find daddy. Because mommy can't leave the house because the electrician coming. What is we going to do? And the baby was like, oh, I can't go. And then she was like, okay, well, you're going to go. So here it goes. And she gets a fist of the child out. 
the child carries the dad's lunch in her little backpack and walks, what? It was like six blocks or something. It was pretty far, but it was twisting and turning and going down here and over here. And then she get to the water. She has to walk. And the dad is in the boat. In the boat. With grandpa. And you see sis like, what is I'm going to do? <sighs> she said, daddy. Yes, she did. Hey, daddy. And here the, the water. They're like, he's like a hundred feet I at, was least say at least out. Away. Maybe, yeah. maybe between a hundred and four hundred feet out in the sea. In the sea. Plus there was like, she was at like a, a like little like wall or something like fence of yeah. rock fence. And yeah. then it was sand and then the sea. And then the sea in. he was in. He was away. He was gone. Yeah. And she was, and then she went up to the one of the like cameramen who was standing nearby. She was about to give up. She was like, I, I, I don't know about all this. It's not working out. He can't hear me. And the fisher, I mean, the, the cameraman was like, oh, well, I bet if you yelled at your loudest volume, he probably could hear you. And the baby was like, bet. Sis said, one, two, so sweet. three, She kept doing it, and then finally he looked finally at her. Finally he heard. And then he started grooming back at her, and she was like, yeah, Keiko, Keiko. And she was like, it worked. Yeah, she was feeling herself after that. She also had the flyest fit on out of all of the kids. She the was kids had been the game. fly, but they had, she... They didn't come to, you know, mm-mm. to play with us, really, but... My favorite episode of Old Enough, you already know, my favorite episode of Old Enough. Indeed. So, and I think it's like the second or third episode. It's giving Utah to God. Yes. So, um, this little boy, he like three? I think he's three. He's three. He's three. And this is the only episode I've seen like this. Where usually the old enough errand happens to go from home maybe to one to four errands sometimes. Yeah, maybe make it stops and shit. Yep, go here, then here, then then come back, and then back home. So, you know, we'll get to an episode we will. where the, the best one that was like adulting, I've never seen anything more accurate in my life. And one of the things about the show, before you tell Utah's story, is that my experience of it is that it helps me get in touch with what is the essence of adulting and all of the ups and downs of it. Because mm-hmm. the kids, like... They show you, like they talk to themselves sometimes, uh, and then they like they motivate, do different shit, shit and then, like, so they they could be calling out to their mom, even though they're not trying to get uh, their mom, but they're trying to like motivate themselves, and then they be like, "Oh no!" Like when the shit be going wrong, it's not even their fault. Like there's so many times when it just goes left, and they didn't do nothing wrong, nothing at all. And they go left, and I'm like, "Wow, that's exactly what adults are." It's like. exactly like, like exactly. having and doing response, being a responsible person, and like carrying those out. Sometimes shit is gonna go left, and it's you're gonna, gonna be go like, left. "How the fuck did this happen? I was doing I fine, did everything. Yeah, how it was supposed to go down. I followed all the instructions, and it's still fucked up. I gotta do something. I gotta fix it. And so it's it's that's the kind of the context of the feel of this show is like me not only reminiscing about being two or four years old, but also like just thinking about how similar my feelings are 
about adulting when it goes the way that it goes for these children. This, this, you know, what it's like to try to be in the world and get shit done. It's like, Lord, Lord, help. So my favorite episode thus far, although I enjoyed all of them, episode two or three, this baby is Utah, right? Mm-hmm. So Lil Homie, the only, only episode where it is they're outside of the home and the errand is to go back home and do yes. something and bring it back to the family. Right. So Utah's family has a Mandarin farm. Like a, yeah, like or, an orchard know, or something. Orchard. Or it's something. beautiful. Yeah. And it's, you know, multi-generational. They're all, the setup is they're all in the fields, like, you know, picking these Like these mandarins oranges, Mandarin oranges together. from the trees. Yep. With sharp clippers. Utah's out there with Utah his clippers. with them. Mm-hmm. He got his own sharp ass clippers. Yep. I think actually Utah is just four. I think he just turned. Okay. But anyway, he's because his he was too coordinated with the clippers. I'm like, yeah, he's a little older. Okay. But he I mean older. Come on. He's I mean, a child. Yeah. So he clips he's clipping the stuff and you know, and then it comes around to the time when they usually would take a little break. Yes. And Utah starts it by saying I'm thirsty. Yes. And the mother says, oh, you thirsty? He says, yeah. Mm-hmm. She's like, well, how about we stay here? You go on home. You, you make us some mandarin you juice. You know how to make the mandarin juice. The you drink that it. we mix it up. Yeah. You know what it is. And, you know, do you think you can go home and come back with some juice for everybody? Everybody. There's everybody. like five or six adults in Utah. In- right. Including his parent. And grandparents. Grandparents and maybe like an aunt or something. And like an aunt or somebody. Yeah, there was, yeah, like, there was, like, there was like a multi-generational. Yeah. It was all out the there. The whole family was. doing it big. Yeah, yeah. Working together. So he's like, I bet. He's like, I could do that, yeah. So you see this babies have to go up like a a, a steep hill yeah. on like a fucking mountain yeah. cliff top. Like rural as hell. But walking his little ass up this thing, yeah. like, yeah, he got a little backpack full yeah. of, like, mandarins to, like, juice. He's supposed to juice the mandarins. Now, again, fresh-squeezed juice from the mandarins that they just picked. He got a, a backpack full of <coughs> oranges coming up this hill. Yes. So he's turned. <coughs> and it was kind of a far. It was kind of far. So I'm saying they had an aerial view of where he had to go up to the house. It was like, damn. Yeah, that was, that was This giving, is scary. Yeah, like quarter mile at least. He make it to the crib. He's trucking. And the first thing Hobie did was get into playtime. It was so funny how immediately he took well, that back. Well, to be fair to Utah, okay, just to be fair to the little nigga, because okay. he came in on the right things. Oh, he did pull the stuff out. He pulled out the juicer. He put it down. He put it in the ready position. On his little table. And he, That's put, true. he took out the oranges from his bag and he laid them out on the table that was a little baby table. Yes. It wasn't the big people no, table. No, no, no. Yeah, it was his little his baby play table. table. Yes. So he put all that stuff out on his play table and he looked at it and he was like, bet. And then, go ahead, Coba. Playtime. And it was, so play, it was like, all right, he man, was like, I'm going to go. So he started playing with toys in the house. He, no, he run outside. He went outside. And then he started playing with some trucks that was out there. In the backyard, just <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, getting it. Some baby trucks. He was like, this lit. Then he goes back inside looks at the things again yeah we thinking like okay so he just wanted All to right, get a little out of his system he was like nah <clears throat> he picked up a net and a stick yes and started to terrorize the neighborhood dog yes there was a little dog around and around like a the little, little puppet dog 
he ran outside and he's all around, all up in the backyards, all up in the, the side streets, up and down chasing this dog, dog with a net. A net. The dog is like, help, nigga, help. Where your mama <laughs> at? Has anybody helped? Chasing this little and nigga around like, cars. Come on. But he was like yelling at him. Finally, they show the mom and the family who's now waiting on some mandarin juice. It's hot as hell. They sweating sitting out there in She's the field. She's like, well, let me call him and see. Yeah, let's see what's going on. So she on. calls the house phone and he's like, oh, shit. <laughs> so he's like, uh, hello? She's like, oh, you're talking like, what's going on? He's How like, you doing? She's like, like, you make like, the hey. juice? And he says, oh, the juice? Yeah, yeah uh, you make the juice? Yeah, I made it. Oh, you did a good job. Oh, yeah, thanks, girl. Um, Okay, you're going to bring the juice now, right? Uh-huh, sure. Okay, okay, see you soon. See you soon. And puts the phone down. Now, what's funny about this is <laughs> his mama clocked him right then. On site. So he tells her, I've made it. This nigga had gotten 10% into the procedure. That's it. No juice had been made. No, no, no. The oranges was in the casings. There was one squeeze. So it was like a a milliliter worth of juice. Because I remember they showed it. That's true. That's true. He took... That's right. Because he peeled... Now, here's the other thing. We should pull over just briefly. The task that... I did not realize it was this serious. At first, I thought it was fresh squeezed juice. And I'm like, ooh. This baby gonna get a knife and cut the orange? Nah. His method actually, I think, is better. Because he peels the oranges. Like, peel the whole rind out. Get the orange out. Put it bit by bit, piece by piece, into the juicer. And then, like, turns the, like, top bit to, like, press it down. So he had about, like, a half swallow of juice in the bottom of yep. this thing because he put like one or two pieces from this one orange yep. and then gave up to chase a dog. So she was like, do you have the juice? He was like, yeah, I got, yeah, the I got juice. juice. She was like, great. You bring the juice? He was like, bet. And you think to yourself, okay, he's about to go make more juice. Because he realized like, okay, time is of the essence. Nah, he go back to chase that dog again with that net. That dog was like, God <laughs> damn it. God <laughs> damn it. I'm a dog. I heard what your mama said now. I heard her call this house and you lied. You just lied. And you did because your grandma is out there thirsty, fam. You gonna allow your family to be out there in that heat thirsting while you chasing after me? Chasing after me, playing a game again. Finally, the mama calls a second time. He's like, oh, fuck. So he holding the phone like sideways. That was a corded phone too. So it was so funny because he was like, Holding onto the cord of the phone receiver. into it, kind of. And so that thing is just dangling. And that's how you know. Like, babies actually have very good hearing. Like, once their ears come in, children have great hearing. So he could still hear her even though he's dangling this phone. Sis was also like, you so where you at with this juice? On the second time. And he was like. She was hollering. Uh, He was like, she was like, you not making that juice. I know you ain't made that juice. You better make that juice and bring it. We waiting for you. And he was like. He finally then goes, he finally gets it together, makes the juice. And it's very triumphant, you know, like that he, the music they playing underneath him, you know, he, he's doing, using the juicer, he's peeling, he's like, ugh, he peels it, he adds some ingredients, some syrup, syrup he some pours lime, he's mixing it up. A couple of drops of the little lemon lime little some thing. Some fresh ice. 
He puts fresh ice, get it from the fridge, put the ice inside. Packs it Stirs nice. it. Yes. Tastes it. He does taste it. Doesn't drink it all, though. No. Because he's a big boy. He's a man, low-key. So he said, tightened it, it. Tightened it up. Made sure it was good. tight. He said it looked good. Put it in his backpack. Makes it back up the hill. Back on his track. Gets there. The family's like... Oh shit, he made it back. Yeah, yeah. They're like, Time good for the job. juice. It was Where's wonderful the too. Juice? They're always like, all the parents in the family, whenever the kid finishes the errand at the end of the show, they'd be like, big in that little nigga up, like, you're the greatest. You did so good. We're what? so you did proud this? of you. I'm wow. What? You were That's it, crazy. Wow. And right, I, it's just such good, it's beautiful, beautiful, loving, the kid's like, positive yeah, reinforcement. I did it. Yeah, I'm the bomb. So However. Pulls out the juice. Like, yeah, I brought this juice. I told you I had this juice for everybody. Juice is, what are we calling it? It was. <laughs> <laughs> there was literally, nigga, there, you said it was five adults and him. Yeah. When he brought the juice. <laughs> I would say, okay, so the, the cylinder, thir- the thermos he brings the juice in is probably, I would say, maybe like 60 ounces. Mm-hmm. He put about six ounces in yes, there. Like yes, he did. Six did. ounces. With the ice that had melted. With the ice. On the way down. Including the melted bits. So between all of the five adults and him, they divvy up these six ounces so that each person could have an ounce. They had a squig swig. They cheers this little bit. They nigga. did. They beat him up. They was like, to Utah. Utah and they said, clink, 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 clink. And, and, and they, they said, said, and that was it. It was, it was like the summer style. <laughs> yep. Gone. <laughs> and then it's gone. I was like, hold that. And then I was like, juice. Juice. And I was like, oh, what a happy ending. Everyone had juice. And did it was everybody like, did else they? get water? Was it like, I'm concerned for them to stay out there. But I hope that they just also had their own juice that they had brought and they just really wanted it to be like yeah. his first errand. I hope they wasn't dependent on him to keep them hydrated. I he's a baby. Highly doubt that. All right. What's your, uh, the, you want to tell the <coughs> final story of our favorite episode that we've seen thus far? <coughs> Indeed. Now. Oh, God. This one was. This child. This one. Ooh wee. All right. So once upon a time, there was a little child. She had a beautiful Bobbington. A beautiful Bobbington, like only a little baby could have. Are you talking about the Bobbington, or are you talking about homie who had the fish? And oh, there's so many of these. I love them. Oh, you're right. I'm not even looking we at the got, notes. Yeah, I'm talking about the fish. I'm gonna just look. do that one because I want people to watch it. Yeah, listeners, please look into when you see old enough. Look out for a Bobbington. It's undefeated. Season one. Season one. Season one, Baby Bobbington. Baby Bobbington is... <laughs> giving excellence. Oh, complete excellence. Commitment, Top dedication. Tier. A baby. Gold medal. Isn't she too? She's, she was too. She was the wee-wee baby. Like she the little, felt little that baby. she her whore. She was like, I will not fail. There was also that little two-year-old boy. Anyway. Okay, let's so get, let's bring it in. Yes. Now, there's once upon a time, there was a little child's name was Ale. Which I found adorable because it's like, what if a little child was named like, hey, yo. And then it's like, yeah. he's like, what? <laughs> anyway, so this little boy, he was three and three and a half, I think, or like maybe early three. And was a big brother. And w- had just become a big brother. So yes. had an infant younger sister. Mm-hmm. His infant little sister 
was on milk and he used to like to give her the bottle and yes. they were very bonded. She, he loved her so much and he was like, I'm the oldest, I'm her big brother. I'm he was really like, starting to like yes. live into his truth of that identity as, yes. his, as the big brother. And the mama said, it's time for little, um, your little sister to eat solid food. Yes. And what we're going to do, we're going to get her some apples yeah. and the usual formula that she drinks. And I'm going to puree these apples. I'm going to put it in the milk. It'll be like a little baby applesauce with a little milk nourishment. And it's going to be beautiful. But mommy can't go to the stove right now. I got other things to manage. Got to keep an eye on your sister. Can you, can you, hey, yo, can you go and do this errand for me? And this little man said, I would love He it. was turned. I would love to do that, mommy. I got you. Well, now, well, as soon as he say, oh, I got you, now here come daddy. Oh, God. And this it's, it's again. premeditated in the show. But of course, Ayo don't know what's going to happen. He feeling like, bet, this is my errand, this is my mm-hmm. time, it's my day. Mm-hmm. I'm going to shine for my little sister. I'm going to make sure she got mm-hmm. everything she needs so she can become a child like me. Mm-hmm. And then the daddy walk in and say, Ayo, you going to the store? While you're on your way to the store, oh, I'm going to need... Now, his daddy a fisherman, too. He, he said, I'm going to need you to take these three fishes. You want to see what my catch was? Big-ass fish. He opened a box, and the little boy said, oh, okay. Now, he's already in it. Like, he feels like he already told his mama he's going to do this. <laughs> his daddy telling him, oh, can you also do this for me? He's like, oh, yeah, sure. Take the fish to get he cut up at the fish marker. looks in that box. My God. And he said, three steps back is what I'll take. Um, no. He was it's like, not really for me. Are these the monsters of the Little Mermaid? <laughs> Nigga. Flotsam <laughs> and Jetsam couldn't even compete with this. This they is horrifying. Three big ass full fish. He's, you said three, right? Yeah, he's, he's three. three. He's, he's three. like, what up? I'm three. That's where he at. And oh, then his mama said, my God. Yeah, you could definitely take these for daddy, right? You, you, hey, yo, you would do that. And I always like, nah. I don't think I could do that, actually. Like, I was cool with the other two. I actually, like, can just get the apples for you, and then y'all can handle whatever the fuck this is. But mom didn't want to touch them fish either, so she was She like, didn't like them. She said, you taking your ass to get you these take cut them. up. And he said, oh, oh, my God. Like, mm-hmm. he's still in shock. This is my belief. He was. I think he was still in such shock. That his father had brought these ungodly and unholy creatures into, into home. his home. When the baby heart, sister was right there. And his baby sister was right there. Right there. Right he there. was in shock. He felt like maybe I'm not so secure as I thought I was. Things are a little bit different now. It's different. But but I, I'm I, look, I'm in it, you know, I'm in it to win it. Homie. I guess I because the daddy then was like, your mom doesn't want to do this. So you're, you're gonna so have, you to, have do to do this. it, okay? And then he he take the fish. Big ass fish. These fish is the size of two of this child's head, and greasy like like slimy. The freshly caught. They just fish. Okay, first of all, that fish. I I'm gonna taste that fish. It looked so amazing. That Everything they yummy. had looked amazing. Ooh, but that shit was fresh, fresh. This fresh. baby had to carry a fucking big like water cooler type thing with a rope. It was just a little rope that was a cord. They was calling it a cord. A little rope that was tied and like. 
secured down to the little I mean really it's a tiny cooler yeah but tiny to a cooler. baby was giant it was the same size if you took like a full size cooler and put it over your shoulder like yes. it was a bag and tried to carry it so down a hill and, and it's an open town. top the top of it is open it doesn't have a lid but these three fish huge ass fish is sitting up sitting up in there now you see him coming around the corner and he going down and it's a big hill he got to go down so you see this little nigga come around the corner and he's like the music is playing. He's going a good pace. He's got it at a clip. He's got it. You know he's gonna succeed. The music is given. Bum, bum, da, da, well, at first he was like, if he first left, he was like, I don't know about all of this. Mama. Oh, that's true. And she was looking at him from the window, from the house, like, you got it, baby. You could do it. I'm not taking those fish nowhere, okay? And then he and was walked like, off. He was like, into the darkness of the home. Uh, he saw her disappear. He did. He was like, uh, she was like, cry, well, you want to. Yeah, I mean, it was like, well, all right, fuck it then. So then so you then see was, The fish that was in the cooler <laughs> fell out. Why? Because the cord of the cooler broke. Okay, <laughs> This little baby didn't do nothing wrong, but come around the corner at a nice measured pace get his errands done he was trying to stay on schedule nigga this was like going to the dmv like this was like such an adulting lesson like you think oh the papers you brought you thought those was the papers you needed here go home and start over fuck off these fish not only fell on the ground they slid down because it was a hill these giant fucking fish there's little ice cubes everywhere because it was ice that was packing the fish the whole thing done spill out on the ground this motherfucker My saw those fish. nigga stood there looking down. Creak, creak, creak. Hobie saw the fish eyes, the creatures face to face, legit. It Disaster. This is in life. This is not for <laughs> life. Anyone could be this living. This is not for me. And low key, nigga, I've been there. I appreciated it. That's why I was like, I was like, yeah, you shouldn't be living that life, little boy. Ayo, I don't know what to tell you. So Ayo is like, okay, let me... Hmm. He picked... My favorite part uh, Ayo did is pick up the ice cube first and put it back in the thing. He He's picked like, up... That was not somewhere, bitch. This nigga picked up one, <laughs> to, one, two, ice one to two ice cube. No, he picked up one successfully, put one ice cube back in the little box, and then... Failed to pick up a second ice cube, looked at the fish and said, nah. Yeah, it's like... Now, this nigga says, okay, I'm grown. I know what to do. I'm going to ask my mom for help. Because that's always a sound. That's got to do that. I'm still close enough to home. He just fucking... <laughs> that's another thing. It's giving adults. Because it's like, you ever you just leave the house and you'd be like, fuck. Like, it's just... I haven't, I haven't even gotten in there that far. This happened to me the other day. Remember where I was like, you know, just without things that I needed like, the day. Am I, I for like, real? Where's my phone at? Where are my glasses? Where's my keys? Where are my glasses? I've done that recently. Do I have my driver's license? Maybe I have no money. It's at home in the wallet that I didn't bring. Like, these types of things can happen. And I saw it in that moment when this little boy looked down on them fish in the dismay. And he said, you know what? I'm just going to... I'm just going to like real quick run because he could yell up to his mom in the window. So he's thinking, bet, if I just get back to the to the crib, call my mom, tell her, she'll tell me what to do. And then I could get it done. He's like, mama. As soon as this nigga start mama. walking away, oh. you hear, meow. Oh, God. Oh, God. 
this little nigga turned around. Is that what I think of it? Oh, yeah. I forgot. Yeah. Oh my God, it is what I think of it. Yeah. He was like, fuck. It was a black and white cat that was like, if I move from these fish any further, that cat, I mean, Loki, yeah. that cat is a gentleman because that motherfucker said, look, Hey, yo, homie, these ain't gonna be here when you get back, okay? The cat was also aware that he was on his first errand, like much of the rest of the community. You know and the cat Bet. said, yes, yes. I'm not gonna rob you now, but make the correct choice. I just need to teach you about what a robbery is. You know, that's also part of running an errand. So I'm chilling right now, yeah. you, but you're here. I respect you. I'm not going to fight you for your fish. No. This is not an armed robbery. There will be no claw involved. But if you just leave your fish out, it's a donation. I mean, I'm out here. So you feeding the needy. He was like, oh, Lord. And he realized that his heart spirit is sold that he was alone. He picked, tried to pick up that first fish from the back. His hands got all greasy. He was nigga. like, ah. <laughs> yeah, this nigga. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Literally, he's making all this Oh, yeah. oh my God. Yeah. Trying to pick it up. It kept sliding off. He's like, ah. And he's already scared of them. Yes. So he was just terrified of them. And now he's touching them touching to get them. them off the ground. And they're slimy and he can't even pick them up. And they're bigger than his hands. Yeah, because he's four. Because he's a I'm baby. Sorry, and the way that you would pick them up most successfully is by the mouth. He's not picking he's that not thing up from his that baby deep finger mouth in that deep mouth that he saw. He barely want to look at it in the tail, let alone the face. Mm -mm. This nigga ended up having to try so many <laughs> maneuvers. He cried. He stopped. He picked up a big stick. The big stick didn't work. He was... He cried again. He was down bad. He's talking to himself. He's like, oh, just... And then what sweeted me, nigga, was when he said... I didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> that was a real quote. He said, it's not my fault. And I, I felt, homie. I was like, you know what? And listeners, take this little take nigga this. example. Say it out loud. Like Jesus. when some shit go down mm. and it's just like, why? Why? Did you just, just say to yourself, I didn't do anything wrong. It should just be, you know, it's like. It's not my fault. So Sometimes do, shit just break and that's what it is. So I gotta take a second. So he did, he took a second. And when he took that second, he came back and he was able to pick up that first fish and put that bitch in there. It was like, never. Then he figured if he busted the stick in half, yeah, he could. This nigga said. Put it in the mouth. My name is actually MacGyver. He was like, I know what to do. I got tools, bitch. I'm literally the animal that make tools like an ape and can make that shit happen. And oh, he me. put it together with a stick under road. He did that. He got all three of them back in there. He ran to a fellow neighbor. He said, nigga, I need a new knot in this right. fucking thing. Can you help me out? Could Community you member was like, me. bet little nigga I see you on your first errand. Gotcha. Tie him up. Hold me back on the trail. He said, you know, the music picked back up. It's triumphant again. Making it. He's like, you know what? They, Making it. I almost, I almost lost everything back there, but you know what? I'm back You in. persevered, and that is another part of adulting. You yes. like had a time, but you're like, okay. I, but yeah. guess what? I didn't let that stop me. I didn't. I, I let, let myself feel it all as I went through it, but, but now, I got through it. So I can do this. I persevered. I'm on my way, and then that shit falls a second time. Bruh. When that shit broke the second when time. When that shit broke the second time. I know this is long, but they not even ready because nigga, we gonna go it's, through. Nigga, nigga, we have to. Just, I mean, this poor little nigga. He said, <laughs> okay, so he said, fuck. 
This time he didn't even go to get a stick tool. Yeah. This time he he was mad. He was pissed. And he was like, "Y'all motherfuckers getting back in this box." He picked them bitches up. He with picked his them bitches hands. up. Now, when the cord broke the second time, it wasn't just on one side. Now it was broke on oh, both so yeah, sides. No, now it's a, it's done. The it's cord. finito. Mm-hmm. He picked these motherfuckers up with both hands in the middle of their body, like, yeah. slam them shits into <laughs> yeah. the box. And then he picks up the box by the two broken sides. And he, and he leave the cord in the dust like fuck that fuck cord. That shit. And he he making it to the fish. He man. making it. He get to the fishman who's gonna cut these things up. Yeah. He's like fuck. I made it to the fish. So man. he made it to the fishmonger, and the, the fish man say, okay, I'm gonna take these. I'm gonna clean them real good because obviously they've been rolling on the ground for some reason. You're a baby. <laughs> yeah. I, you did great. You did a good job. You though. did so fucking good. And you then did. the the um the woman uh owner comes to him and is like yo let me help you wash your hands because he was upset by how like slimy and disgusting he was so upset he went the second time he put them fish back in he was wiping his hands on like street signs and fucking <laughs> telephone poles and, you know, you know traffic light he was poles. like he was like, and he was yeah. like oh <laughs> Ah, oh god ah. this is fucking disgusting it, i mean this poor little nigga so she said okay come wash your hands so she helps she's yep so she washes hands real good so he's feeling like i've been restored and then he looks over and sees what he never wanted to see which is the fishmonger chopping up these fish these monster fish that he had just had so many intimate moments with at one point he picked up a dandelion and put it in there like it's good fishy we good he did these motherfuckers he did after they fell then he picked them up he was like all right i'm gonna put a flower in here he was like this is what they look like and they were like this is your sashimi he was like fuck sashimi yeah he did he was like i don't she said isn't that what's your favorite dish he was like scallops Mm-hmm. He had never said that before. He covered his face before. He was, he was there like, this is horrible. I don't want to look upon this at all. But he made it. He, he did. Made it. And so then he has a much lighter load. He's and got a, 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 a light plastic bag with chopped up bits of sashimi for dinner. He's like, now I just got to go get the apples and the milk. And, and I'm the on the way home. I'm having a great time. Now, this is another moment in real shit. Because this nigga was skipping. Okay. After he was, what he had gone through the fire. He was a Mary J. Blige job. For real. He had gone through. This nigga lived Fantasia life. <laughs> Not fantastic, I've got. Keisha Cole. He, was, he lived. Oh. He lived a tale, and he was happy to be on the other side. He thought he had gotten his. He said, back. "My life, my life, my life, my life, my life." He, he was, was like, "It's this is it." He was the fact that he was skipping is when I knew. Oh God. Because I was like, this is how you feel. You've made it over your first major hurdle as yeah. an adult, and you're like, "Bitch, what?" Nobody could stop me. I'm. I, I've done it. So it's, then you I've start to get a little bit too cocky with it. So homie <laughs> stops by a soda uh, vending machine. Uh, yes, and it's like, you know what? I want a. It was like Ultraman soda. He was like, not only do I want one for me, I want one for mom. She won't be mad if I bring him the soda. Definitely got to get her the soda. So couple and we'll of soda. both have some soda. Okay, cute. All right. Adorable. Okay, so he's still walking. Now he goes. He has now probably about, what, 24 fluid ounces of weight plus the sashimi. Sashimi, but he's still light after what he carried. 
Okay. After what? Yeah, the fish. He feeling like also because the fish gone. Exactly. He hated he the way. Like he he had a smell in his hands like, uh. He so got he, a new yeah. attitude. That's he how did. he felt. He was free. So then he went to get the fruit. Mm. So he said, not only will I take some apples, the biggest apples you could find, actually. I'm going to take some mandarins, too. He's like, yeah. Spicy. You know what? Let me get apples and oranges. And so sis was like, okay. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, sure. Okay, it was at this point that homie probably should have stopped, but he 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 could he could he said I'm winning. He thought he was marrying Barry at that point. He was not because then he went to the grocery store to get the milk, and this is where it turned bad. And his mama has specifically said to this little nigga, "Do not try to carry the thing that we usually buy for the formula because it was liquid formula in a can." So he she said. She said, get the little one. There's like a like just a few servings and it's in It'll be a enough. small yes. can. She yes. said, that's enough. I already have enough stock, but I just want you to pick up this one little thing for me. And then the apples too. And so then the apples good. and yep. we mix it. That's it's the can and the apples and we done. Yep. He adds the mandarins and then when he goes, instead of getting the little single serve one that his mom told him to get, he gets what looks like a two week supply of milk. Of milk. And then... In a giant bag with three of those, like, huge canisters. Oh, my God. Then he's trying to make the trek home. Now, I want you to remember, listeners, that now he has sashimi. Sashimi. Sodas. Two sodas. Two sodas. So, twenty about 24 ounces of soda. Two big-ass apples and some mandarins. The apples is... I would estimate probably that's, what, four pounds of apple? And like 32 ounces. No, that's not that much apple. Maybe it's like two pounds of apple. Okay. And then 32 ounces of liquid. Milk. And then 32. <laughs> yes. At least. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's got to now climb uphill. When I Remember? tell you uphill, that shit is like because he had stairs to climb, that steep. He was going downhill. That's why the fish kept falling down. The fish slid down. So he's trying to get home back up the hill. He's got to get back up this giant hill. I've never like seen anybody more down yeah. bad besides like looking at myself in a mirror and knowing that I had been there before. Hobie was climbing up this hill. When I tell you this nigga was laden bags with heavy burdens. Bags. <laughs> And he let us know. He said, Help. Help. And then at one point heavy. he goes, It's so heavy. heavy. And then he's, 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 stu- he's like dragging his feet because he's so weighed down. All this he's shit. a baby. He's and he's saying things like, I've just got to do it for my mom. Aaron. It's an, an errand for mom. He's. Self-motivating. Self-motivating. In this tiny little quiet voice to himself. It's for my mom. Then. Pushing. Pushing. Sweat. He's trying. Struggling, nigga. Next thing he knows, he's like, fine, I just go take a little break. He's like, he's about a quarter of the way up the hill, which again, the hill is what? Like. The hill is so huge. That thing, I mean. It was a lot. It it's giving a half mile of hill. Like, I think it was like a huge, maybe it wasn't that much, but it was maybe it was a steep and long It would hill. be hard for any adult to go up then. I, anyway. Well, the adult that tried was like, I'm not going all the way. Yeah, I can just help you. So, okay. he puts the bags down. 
To yeah. just take a Chicken minute. Cream. Because sometimes when you have been overburdened, as you okay. said, you said you gotta, you know, you gotta put it down. Yeah. You gotta like, you, you gotta know. If you know me, then come talk to me. Go ahead and free yourself. Oh, no, not go ahead and free so yourself. So he freed put himself. Put him down, Lord. Put him down, Lord. Since I laid. And then at that very moment, as the he took a breath, apples <sighs> went flying down the hill. popped out the bag. And you already know it's a plastic bag. So... For those of you who've gone grocery shopping and have purchased Again, apples. Again, too real. If the, the apples was in the plastic bag, but the plastic bag was not tied shut. So if he had tied it shut, it still would have like flopped over, but the apples wouldn't spill out. But he didn't because he's not a at baby. Top speed so the, the apples started to slip. They rolled out of the bag as soon as they hit that pavement. It was off to the races. And they go into the street. They're flying towards and across the street. The street Flying towards an intersection yes. at the bottom of the hill. And Hobie is like, <laughs> I don't know how I got here. Like, that is the moment that you just say, what happened to me? How am I now fucking watching two apples the fly? Apples for my baby sister. This was one of the main first things. First meal. And this is after I fucking had that fish episode. Like, oh my what God. am I doing? <laughs> am I really qualified? I said that nigga need to chalk it up to the game. I said he needs to move on and just be like, my mom got some mandarins and some soda and say that uh, ass ton of milk. Like, I can't do everything. But here's the thing, though. He thought to himself, nah. Oh, yeah, that's exactly what he said. He said, I, I... Not today. He ran down that hill. So he leaves the stuff oh, God. in the middle of the hill. Well, like, in the like quarterway quarter of, the, of hill. the hill. Yep. He runs down to the bottom. He carefully crosses the road, goes into a hedge where the apple had rolled and bounced into. Now he picked that apple up. Now he go back down to the bottom of the hill, the utter bottom in the corner of the hill where the other apple is in the gutter. This nigga pick it up. Like, he look at it. He says, oh man, it's, it's soft now. It's soft all over. Like as he's walking up, now he's trying to like lick his finger and rub the apple Make clean. Make sure the apple is not too it soft. His, his he's like, it's shirt. so soft. It's a little fucked up now. It's but fucked up now, but you know what? So he puts it back in the bag and he starts walking again. And he's heavy laden again. Again, because. Boydened now. And exhausted again, too, because he had to go all the way down the hill. And go back back up up with the apples. get the stuff going And then this nigga, now he's a little over halfway up the hill. Mm -hmm. He's doing good, but he's tired again because it's so heavy. And literally, there is not any part of this little boy's body that is not a obscured by a bag, a bag with a bunch of shit in it. The one what he was carrying with the front with the milk, the big ass jug the big of one milk with was the milk crazy jugs. just to see. Like it took up like half his height. He was it, just trying least, to yeah. like yeah. hold it up. Trying to keep it off the ground. Up a hill. And then he says, okay, I'm just going to take another rest real quick and then I'll be on my way. He puts the stuff Go down. ahead and free yourself. And because he is a baby doesn't think that this could happen twice why would it happen to me again because life is a bitch 
Well, he, like, this poor little nigga, he, hey, oh, he learned that. That he learned, he knows because sure the that apples that immediately jump out the bag and start rolling down the hill again. A, a, a top speed again. This time, thank God, because again, it's so important in these that there's like community involvement and community like we're supporting this kid as they make it through their first hard ass errand as a baby. This man hopped out of his car and said, "Here, I got the apples. I've I've caught them. I'm not gonna meet you." Farther up this hill. Because the hill was that bad that this man, who was probably my age, is walking up the hill like I would. Slowly. This nigga was like, I'm coming. So he's like, step, step, step. Meanwhile, the baby running to him. He was like, thank you. He's like, thank you so much. Ah." He's like, good luck, little nigga. Out of these streets. As a sidebar, at that moment, I thought to myself, because the man didn't save the kid that much time. Mm Mm-mm. Or space, even. Because the apples basically had almost been at the bottom of the hill when the man got them. Yeah, yeah. But it was something about the fact that somebody saw him and helped him. Yeah. And spoke with him, Mm -hmm. encouraging him. Encouraged him. They're like, oh, yeah, don't worry about it. I got you. It's cool. I'm coming. I'm going to bring him to you. Again, about community. It wasn't like, again, the the first thing about the show that did scare me was like, what's... Because somebody snatched this child? For real. They're going to take these babies and you're going to be sorry. Horrible things to them. Why are you sending your child to do some shit that like you could do with them? But the community but I don't is know. also I liked it. very much involved and like yeah. supportive, but not in a way that's like, you know, like they're still They're like, like pretending like it's, it's not premeditated. Exactly. They're keeping it real with the kid, but they're actually playing because they're play acting for the child's benefit. So that the child can really be like, I did that. I shit. did this. I did that. And shit it and wasn't I... because my mom told them that I, you know. So they and have people to face in my community that. I, me that too. The challenge. Yes, yes, yes. It's, it's still a real challenge for them. But then once they get there, you know they'll be safe because those people are looking out for them. And yeah. sometimes they're actually in the street, like watching for the kid. Beautiful. So it's so kind of cool. So finally. He make it back home. But we he he goes back and he says, you know what? Apparently bullshit can happen three times. Oh yeah. So he was like, not today, bitch. So he actually puts the little, you know, the little yeah, baby, true. the handhold yep. ha- handles of a um, plastic bag. He puts his arm through it. That's how little he is. Like, like auntie. It's a, like it's a shoulder bag. And he puts his hands on the top of his head. So he's like. Keep him up locked these things yep. onto his arms and now he's like struggling to go up this hill he finally make it he says i made it mom almost there oh god it's so heavy i'm almost there mom i'm almost he did meanwhile his mom knows he's back but she allows him to, to like, all, like come in. all the way into the building. Yep. And then she's sitting at the door waiting for him. And like, then she's sitting there and she looks at what he did and he, she's like, this is so dope. And he's like, I got you some surprises too, mom. Yeah. I, this sodas. And I got you a dandelion this flower. Dead now from the struggles. And covered that in I had fish today. juice. But guess what? It survived just like me. Bruised, but not broken. It was a beautiful tale of... Downtrodden, but not yet in despair. You know, I see him. I saw his struggles, and I saw that he made it through, even though life and his own ignorance 
combined to, sh- you know, put him in a bit of a shit show. But it was like a, it was such a relatable shit show. Like it felt like, actually in each of those cases, there was nothing this little nigga could have done. He had to go through, like I had to go through having my apples roll out of a bag. Yes. Which has literally happened to me. Yes. Still probably, I mean, there, it's, there's still a, a possibility that it could happen now. It's not zero. I'm going to think about that boy every time now. Every time now. I'm probably less likely now. This is a cautionary tale for me as well. But like, you know, you put something round in a bag, in a plastic bag. Oh, I'm just going to put it down for a minute. Next thing you know, all your shit is in the street. Rolling. Yep. And that could happen to anyone. So I had to learn that before I was like, okay, let me take the time and tie the bags up and mm-hmm. whatever. And even so, I think the, the moral of the story for me was it could always go left. It could always go left. No matter what you did to prepare yourself for it going left, if you prepared for that kind of left, it's going to go left in another way. Exactly. And somebody else may add some shit to your calendar too. Like his dad adding that fish. You know, if he had just, it could be an uncomfortable situation for you. Yeah. Because you already said yes to your mama and he overheard. Yeah. He's like, and she's like, yeah, no, that would be good too. And it's like, I agreed to part of this, but now, because the fish really sent everything left. It, it was left already. It went left because of the extra burden of the fish when he could have just gotten the milk and the apples. That nigga would have been still fucked up though. Still he was, fucked up. He was up. doing too much. He was doing too much, but the but fish, the fish is that like was, I that was not his fault. The fish monsters. At the end, my favorite moment. <laughs> he was so scared. At the end, they cooked up that fish, and they were like, oh. "You want some sashimi?" And he was like, "Bitch, nah. I'm good on this. Like today has changed a lot of things for me, and sashimi is one of them." He was like, "I don't care how you cut it." I'm not gonna eat it because like, I know. Favorite. He was like, he, they were like, "This is his favorite food. He loved when they, you know, the chef just, just, you know, um, chop it up." You know, his father. I think it was. I forget who. No, it was his mom. His mom prepared it. So you know, his mom in the kitchen. She she chopped it up the way you know, like laying it out for him after you know they had prepared it, and he was like, "I know too much, mama." Yeah, he was like, today is different. They're like, no, taste it. No, you got to. You worked so hard. And then they put it in his mouth and he ate it. But the last shot of this little nigga, you knew he would probably not eat sashimi again for a long time. Yeah, the last look on his face was very clear again that it was different now. And this little motherfucker might be a vegetarian today. He might be. Because he was so moved by the sight of not only what the fish looked like prior to but how they had to get done for sashimi they got done in like actually done in his stickiness on his hands will probably never go away oh no and then he was also like feeling like a a compassion for them even at the end because he had got they had gone through like an emotional relationship they had had a journey together so he was really feeling like damn it i'm mad at y'all i'm gonna grab y'all up and put y'all in here but he also put a put a flower on top of them and and said he, I feel like he talked to them at one point, and I can't remember what he said, but it was <laughs> he like might have. they would, they had a, you know, rapport. Him in these fillets yeah. from there, from there forward, and by that <laughs> look of you know horror on his face at the end, still said to you know stay woke. So I, I hope that this episode has brought our listeners many thoughts about childhood and laboring and responsibility and adulting and aging yeah and and work phases of life contributions yeah 
that there's levels to this shit. And maybe I'm not going to necessarily send my baby to a harbor to drop their father off some lunch. No. But I also don't plan on working my same job until I die. <laughs> so I feel like between the two, I can, you know, kind of yeah, work. There's a balance. balance. There's, there has to be something in between that. Yeah. There, there, I mean, there, there, there is. I also am not going to have my 10-year-old not pass their, um, you know, spelling test because they were helping to fix my car. <laughs> Facts. Up the street. Like, there's, Facts. Again, like, you know, yeah. but... Will I empower my my kid to be like, okay, well, like, it's time for you to pack a gift to bring to your friend's house for this party. Yeah. Or, you know, on Sundays, the first thing you do is take all your dirty clothes and bring them to the laundry room. And I mean, it's giving know, like, also like ways. independence, like having like some training in like, self-confidence and self-reliance that isn't like can you without a safety net yeah like okay you're like it's safe for you to do it can you walk to the mailbox and drop this in there for me with it walk the dog make sure they shit gets in the right place in a receptacle and come back home yeah in a community that i feel safe in again because uh, unfortunately in these united states People would be snatching your kid as they opposed would. to Aaron being like, get get to that mailbox. Good job. Don't forget it's right there. Yeah, like that's you not know? actually what's going to be going on. So. And also, I feel like our society really doesn't give a fuck about children that's anyway. Sad. I mean, old enough could not be set here. Which makes me sad. It does. It does. It made me a little bit sad too. But, you know. But, we, you know, we find ways. We do find we ways. We find ways. We do find ways. This is a very, I think, pro-community model. Yes. Of how do we allow, like, children to participate in everything that's going on and not have, like, this whole separate, like, oh, well, you're a child, so you can't do that. Like, you're a baby. You can't. And I'm like, this at least removes that. Yep. And, again, anything can be abused. Yep. Anything can be overdone. Anything yep. can be turned into a, a harmful thing if you if if it's if it's too much. Yeah. So, you know, that was another lesson I took away from this is like these kids like they did that, they probably like be chilling and you know for the next like few weeks like just remember, I remember man. when I did that. They might want to do other little things but like to not force it, but to like give them the opportunity to do these challenging more challenging parts of life yeah like i know for me i had social anxiety i had social anxiety so bad but like my parents particularly my mom was like you're going to speak in front of this group of people yeah i mean now i mean i'm, a, I'm a public speaker yeah you podcast. know for, for a living really so i mean not i mean this podcast doesn't doesn't it? my love don't cost a thing no, but J-Lo. you know at this point um Oh my god. Wasn't that a shanti? No. Maybe adding the vocals. I don't know. Nah, probably not. Probably not. Probably not. That was in such heavy rotation. But anyway, enough about 
Um, J's that are low. Mm, um, we started with some J's that are high. And we started with some very excellent J's. I think today we should end with some Mary J. Blige, who probably should have been playing for these kids as they was going through their old enough errands. Hey, you better say that. Yeah. Give them a little auntie soundtrack. Yep. Boom, 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 boom. A baby, but I'm old enough. A baby, but I'm old enough. A baby, but I'm old enough. The shit is rough. The shit is tough. I'm a baby, but I'm old enough. Not gonna die at the job, cause I'm a baby and I'm old enough. I'm cute. I wear boots. I play a flute. But I could not work a fryer job at the diner because it's bad. That's fire. It's dangerous. Liar. Please don't sue us. That's really all about the uh, restaurant to... You already know what kind of pipeline it is. <laughs> <laughs>